mode, round 46. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by the only person I know from the Atlantic time zone, the Canadian Mark Carabin. Hey, I don't think I'm the only person. There's there's a couple in the group. Steven's in the group, right? Uh, what's a, Steve McNeil. Okay, they've never they've never really just divulged that though about themselves. Uh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. All right. So, well, I'm I'm happy to be here no matter what time zone I'm in. This is uh always always fun. Well, Mark, cuz we're in the fun zone. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes rule. But you know what? What else is fun? Having guests. And we have a new guest, a new member of the Coach, the Co the Coach. The Coach Coach. Um we've brought up the reclining chair uh for Kyle Stevenson. AKA one of uh, the kind of funny friends and also a member of the trophy room. Yeah. Kyle. Woo-hoo. Welcome. Thanks, Todd and Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm delighted to talk games and, and to, to be in round 46. So as, as a big man, that's as far as I'll go in any fight with rounds. <laughs> so like, I'm very happy to be here. I have <laughs> enough stamina to last around 46. <laughs> that's What's it. The- how many rounds can you go and punch out? Does anybody know? I think I made it to Tyson once. But can you like, can you keep going? Like, could you make it through like infinite number of rounds if you just survive? I don't know. Because the time's out, round time's out, right? I think so. Wouldn't it just go 10 rounds? I would imagine. Boxing. And if nobody got knocked 10. down, would it be just remaining like, I don't know. This is something yeah. we need to find out, gentlemen. Yeah. Has anybody sure. ever done this? If you're asking a punch out question, we need to get Bobby back on. Here. That's true. But Bobby I mean, say, it's, uh, I've never gone further than like one round because I'm great. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, Bobby, I got <laughs> one one round knockouts. That's all I do. You know? And if I'm you Bobby. save state, you're cheating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kyle, uh, whenever we have a new secret friend on the show, we always want you to give us your geek origin just to let everybody know how you became the geek you are today. Yeah, so uh, when I was younger, um, I was really into uh, Power Rangers. I think that's some of the earliest geeky thing that I can think of. Um, and as being the only one in my Catholic school who liked Power Rangers, I was, was kind of alone on that front. And then in, in uh, fifth grade, I got moved over to public school. And that's when my mind just kind of broadened up with like geeky things like games and and superheroes and whatnot because all the other boys in catholic school just all they cared about was sports which i also love sports but that's not necessarily the geekiest thing in the world so yeah like power rangers uh was huge into when i was a kid um loved to read goosebumps used to read a goosebumps book a day um cow yeah i was i was very fast reader when i was younger today not so much um do you remember the animorphs books those are another oh, yeah. big <laughs> hell big thing yes. in my house <laughs> i used to do the same thing with those i like started with goosebumps but like used to like get the new animorphs book i'd be done that afternoon yeah. and just like mm-hmm. i need more like write them faster we found a couple upstairs in the uh, the closet today, actually, and I didn't realize at the bottom there were like flip books and like they were ch- turned oh, yeah. the, from animal to human in the uh, flipped the entire book, which I thought was neat. My nieces loved that. I um, saw something uh, this week. It was like, which mid morph animorph are you feeling that like today? <laughs> <laughs> and <it> was, <laughs> like, yeah, like on the cover, they'd be like 
go from person to animal, but it yeah. was always like a weird middle morph of like just disgustingness. And it Horror. was, yeah, showed like six of those. And like, how do you feel today? Rank it. It was just oh, man. like, oh yeah, no, that's 2020. Is that going to yeah. be like a new filter on Instagram or something like that? Animal? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, but then when it comes to like gaming, um, I was over at my uncle's house and he had a Nintendo and I would just put randomly hopped on one day when I was over there during the summer. And he was like, oh, we don't play this really. So here, have it. Um, and so like I, I took the, the Nintendo home, I think with it was with Super Mario 3. And I think Punch Out and I think the Simpsons game, the Attack of the Mutants, I think. Um, nice. And then since then, like I played those like down to the bone, I uh, would go to the, the nearest rental place and try to rent as any, many cool things as I possibly could. But I didn't technically own my first console, like buy it was until I got a PlayStation for Christmas one year. So that was the first one. And then from then on, it's been all PlayStation every, all day, every day for me. <laughs> Like yes. I, I, I've owned all the other previous consoles minus Xbox until the Xbox One, um, but yeah, there's just something special about PlayStation. I love it so much, even even if they don't make all the right decisions, which no. is often, <laughs> which is often. <laughs> no, and and it's really at this point we've kind of had two PlayStation fans on in a row, um, which is kind of nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But in a way, it's kind of like very self-deprecating. It's been very self-deprecating lately because uh, <laughs> I am a I am a self-declared Sony fan. That's what brought me back to console gaming. Um, but uh, Mark kind of dabbles. Of course, the funny part about this, Mark, is you can't even claim that anymore. No, I know. Kind of a, a two console man now. I yeah, I uh, I just sold my Xbox one, uh, my Xbox one X. Um so two weeks ago with Adam, I did, I mentioned that we were looking up prices for Xbox one X's and I was considering selling mine cause I got the pre-order for the, the, uh, series X and, uh, I should have sold it two weeks ago when we looked up the price cause the prices were higher before the pre-orders came out and after the pre-orders came out and I secured a couple, uh, after making fun of Todd for securing what four PlayStation fours, I went ahead and I got Damn. five. I mean, um, I, I secured three pre-orders for the uh, Series X. Uh, I am canceling all but one of them, so I'm not bo- going Bobby Big Bucks and just having a collection <laughs> of boxes. Uh, you know, build some kind of blanket fort out of Xbox Series Xs. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I sold it, so I'm without an Xbox right now, which is my main, usually main go th- go to platform. Uh, definitely missing it, but excited to catch up on some of the stuff that I've missed. Uh, my backlog of PlayStation Four games, and of course my Switch. So um, yeah, it's going to be a weird month. Month. It's going to be a challenge. The the new Star Wars game is out today, and. As I said on Twitter today, Todd, I'm not going to waste my money on a PlayStation <laughs> 4 version. Um, not not that no. if you want to play it on that platform, it's a waste. Uh, but that's I know that's not, you know, in a month, I'm going to be moving over to a shiny new console. So I mm-hmm. might as well get it there. I might as well take advantage of all that the Series X is going to offer me in that game and others. So uh, I'm holding off on the new Star Wars game, which is is killing me a tiny little bit inside. 
every single hour that goes by. So, uh, you know, November 10th, I might be a husk of the man that I am now, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll have a shiny new console and a new Star Wars game and a bunch of stuff to play uh, that'll look better than it will now. So uh, it, it'll be a weird month, but it'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to playing some stuff on PlayStation that I've I've kind of pushed to the side and ignored a little. What's on the top of that list, Mark? That you God, God of War. Yeah, it's good choice. Good, yeah. good choice. <laughs> the top one. That is it. Um, I might even revisit Spider Man. I was looking today, and and I haven't really played that game since it came out. And I ran through the game, and uh, I know they've added some DLC and stuff that I've missed. And uh, so I might. I was thinking about revisiting that uh, because with all of the uh, this, I'm getting into Secret Friends proper territory right now. But with all the Electro news this week um of uh, jamie fox coming back for electro and spider-man home three mcu verse whatever they're gonna call that um home something i'm sure but uh yeah so i, I was like maybe i should rewatch those movies and we're also watching all the mcu movies so it's like spider-man and then amazing spider-man and it's just the, I, i've got marvel all over so i might as well revisit the game nice also a good pick yes yeah. Absolutely. Did you ever play the DLC, Mark? No. DLC is excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get that for fairly cheap. I think you 15 bucks, 10 bucks for the Mm -hmm. DLC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Unless you you had the game of the, I think, was there an edition that had everything in it? There is a game of the year edition that that I think has all of them. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely don't have that. I got the game at launch, so I just have the vanilla version. But uh, yeah, I, I don't mind dropping something for, uh, for some quality DLC. So I'm sure I'll be doing that within the next month. Nice. Nice. So just a quick check-in. Um, so Kyle, what have you pre-ordered? Uh, I pre-ordered a PS5 uh, disc version. I'm all about that physical media. Um, digital scares me. So I'm going to hang on to my physical media as long as I possibly can. Um, so I have the console. I have an extra dual sense controller. Pretty much all the accessories. Yes, even the media remote. I'm that kind of PlayStation homeboy um <laughs> and then demon souls which i'm very excited because i'm not a souls person but the the way that game looks that's showcasing ps5 i have to at least experience mm. it and then of course the miles morales um ultimate edition so i do get the remastered spidey and Sackboy for right now um, awesome. I, i'm thinking about get also pre-ordering destruction so that way i just have all of the first party mm-hmm. launch games might as well but I got a month, and it's weird to think about, like, we have, we're a month away yeah. from both. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are uh, five weeks away from Xbox uh, Series X, and then yeah. five weeks, point, 5.2 weeks from PlayStation 5. Amazing. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's Todd, so where, crazy. what are your pre-orders sitting at? Right um, I have four ps5s two from the playstation store direct for some reason i don't know how this happened but i got my invite obviously got one there and then for some reason they said they still have pre-orders at the playstation store. i went back with that same link and was mm-hmm. able to pre-order again the digital was sold out uh but i got two of the disc base there and then i was able to pre-order a uh, standard disc base plus the digital I might be one of the few people that actually got the digital because um, there's not many, I guess. Um, and I ordered those from Target. The digital is for one friend. The one one of the PS5s is for another friend. And because of what gets delayed, I'm glad I have those from PlayStation because I'm expecting those may be the only ones that actually arrive on time. Yeah. 
Um, but I also pre-ordered an Xbox Series X. I know I ate my words from last week, Mark. <laughs> but uh, when I found out Cyberpunk, my P- gaming PC is barely the min spec for that game. It, the, the writing's on the wall for my gaming PC. It's basically right. just going to not be able to perform those games. So I'm like, you know what? And I'm not going to buy a new gaming PC, um, and I'm not going to spend that much, and I can't upgrade my, my gaming PC because it's a laptop, so they st- don't do it. So I'm like, 500 bucks for a for a Game Pass machine that'll play the games fantastically? It's mm. it's it's well worth the price of admission to me. Um, and then I also pre-ordered a Series S, from walmart so amazon for series x the the thing though i canceled the series s because after a while i i I even told you i'm like you do the math after a while the series s just isn't worth the 200 dollars you're missing out on because it's got Mm -hmm. half the hard drive less ram you can't do 4k no media drive if that's what you want and after a point i'm like you're you're essentially cutting out you see where the 200 dollars goes so it's it's a deal though if you want to get into next gen but for me it's like it's hard to justify that, and I know I would regret it after that purchase. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's it's really great as a secondary console yes. if it's going to be just your Game Pass machine, but yep. you're still going to be playing mostly first- and third-party games on a Sony platform or somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's a great way because then with Game Pass games, you're not too concerned about the physical media because no. you can download a mm-hmm. game or two a month, delete them, play something else, you know, this, that, whatever. So um, I think that's a good strategy for them, but... Yeah, if you're anywhere concerned about the storage, the power, the physical media, whatever, uh, the Series X, I think, is, is the way to go. Uh, you did mention stock. Uh, so I don't know if this is the exact same in the States, but I did get some insight from uh, John Scar, who works at uh, Best Buy Canada, uh, doing some of the, their website stuff, their blog. Uh, they have a great blog. Go over and check them out and follow John uh, at 4 underscore gaming two errors and scars as well. Uh, he's great on Twitter, um, but gave me a little bit of insight. Um, the digital version for both consoles were in low supply to most retailers from what I understand. This is exactly what he was saying on Twitter. Uh, I would guess that the Microsoft store had greater supply of series X, uh, best Buy Canada, which obviously he has some insight into had 19,000 PlayStation fives and Xbox series X's, uh, 3000 PS5 digital and 2.5 K Xbox series S for pre-order. Wow. Uh, that's low. (laughs) Very. Mm -hmm. It was also a weird little flip flop. So again, quoting from his tweet, uh, PS5 digital went first, then the PS5 Mm -hmm. standard disc edition for the Xbox. Uh, the Xbox series X actually went first and then the Series S. So more people are feeling like you are, Todd, where the Series S, for those early adapters, the early the, the people who are most passionate, they're seeing the value in the X, where, you know, even at 2.5 thousand <laughs> at Best Buy, and I'm guessing other retailers are the same, um, the Series S was still available for pre-order pretty for you know like mm-hmm. pretty far down the line yeah. uh, after like you know the pre-order hype and everyone was like trying to secure it and all that kind of stuff and my pre-order experience was really really good up in up here in canada land uh i hear there's a bit more of a mess down in the states yeah but up here is a very pleasant experience best buy um 
had like a, a virtual queue system that you, when you went on the website, it was just like, you're, you're in the lineup. Don't refresh the page. Don't do anything else. We'll take care of you. It brought you up. It was like, here you go. It's, you know, it was, it was a really good experience. Um, but that's a little insight. Yeah. Uh, 19k for, for the disc version of both PS five, Xbox series S, uh, X, uh, three, 3000 digital and 2.5 series S. I thought that was really cool. So thanks John. If yeah, you're listening great insight. Uh, for, for that insight. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I am curious. I want both of your opinions on this. I, I think I know why Sony's doing what they're doing. Um, but do you think there's an incentive for the retailers really to want the digital only versions? <laughs> I mean, is it they're, them saying they're limited to, or is it that um, that's really what they wanted to push because buying games and other things, you know, will bring customers back in or is it, it doesn't really matter these days because people are still coming in for controllers, accessories and things like that, that probably have a better margin than games to begin with anyway. So thoughts. Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 my experience is with like GameStop. I still shop there, and that's where I got my PS5 pre-order in physically because I rushed to the store as soon as I could. Um, where they had 18 disc PS PS5s and only eight digital ones for pre-order on that first day. Um, for so if, like when it comes to GameStop, there's no way they want to push the d- digital one. That's they they survive nothing to resell games. you can't resell those yeah. digital games <laughs> absolutely yeah. but i i think it makes more sense for like the best buys and the the targets to and walmarts to have digitals in equal supply because they have more to offer in the store like mm-hmm. people are going there for other things than just gaming so yeah i think when it comes to like the big box stuff like that they're fine with digital but when it comes to like the the smaller game shops or GameStop, it's it's, it's an issue to have more digital than than physical versions of the console. I have a follow-up question then to both of you on that. Do any retailers sell codes for games still, or is it just cards? Uh, I think GameStop does it still. I don't know how often that people are going in buying codes, but yeah, I, th- I think it is an option. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say uh, for for up here anyway. I, I mean, it's it's pretty prominent in the stores as well, especially in Best Buy where that's one of the first things you see is the row of here's a a card and and the code to download this game so um if the stores are pushing that you know then then that's a way for them to justify selling the digital version of something that yeah if you don't want to get it from that store get it from our store whatever and, and just here's a code uh especially for you know, big box store, especially like Walmart and that kind of stuff where you're in there for other things anyway. And then you see the game code for the next call of duty or assassin's creed or something. You're like, Oh yeah, I'll pick up that card. Cool. Yeah. Why not? Um, so yeah, I mean, there, I think there's still an incentive, but yeah, hundred percent understand why they're definitely going to be pushing and giving prominent space to like, yeah, here's the disc version and some discs to go along with it. Come back mm-hmm. here for all your gaming needs. Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, um, just wanted to recap everybody, the state of the, the who owns what consoles and we'll go from there. But yeah. um, awesome. Now, Kyle, any, any what about the Xbox? Did you did you go there? Or are you waiting? 
Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, still, you know, being unemployed in this pandemic world that we're in now, I can only really go for one. And obviously, PlayStation fanboy that I am, I have to go to <laughs> PS5. Like, I, I literally two days ago took my One X and traded it in towards my PS5 um, because I, was, I took advantage of some crazy trade in deals. So, like, I now only owe 30 bucks on my PS5 when I have to go pick it up. So, like, I'm happy. Nice. I'm very happy. But eventually, down the line, I will get uh, probably a Series X. Um, I have a fairly recent gaming PC, so I can do Game Pass PC and be fine and not miss out because there is a ton of that library I've never experienced. Never played a Halo, never played Gears of War, Ori games like that. that I know, Mark. I'm sorry. There, <sighs> there's a there's a lot that I'm missing out on, so I at least can experience it on PC. So I'm I'm fine there for at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, we actually play games. We don't just talk about them. So, <laughs> Kyle, uh, you know, it looks like you've been playing some games. Mm-hmm. Um, one I'm actually expecting to get from Gamefly, because actually I'm still a subscriber. That's Crash 4. Yeah. How is it? Oh, my God. It is fantastic. It is, it's, I've been trying to think of a way to talk about it, because it is so nostalgic to play a new Crash game. But it feels so much it feels so different from the older ones. And, and I I haven't experienced Crash past Crash 3. Um, obviously the Insane Trilogy was a great uh, remaster. But when it comes to like this is a brand new game with new mechanics in terms of the different kinds of masks. Um, I got to I think the end of World 3. And there's like two masks that I'm I'm they're giving me to play with where I can uh, make blocks disappear and reappear to jump on and, and it's messing with the the platforming and then there's another mask where it's just like a constant tornado spin and instead of like hopping on the tnt to start the countdown if you're spinning it will automatically blow up so you got to be aware of your surroundings and how close you get and uh, there's a double jump where you're like basically a helicopter to to go longer distances um, the game oozes charm. It is gorgeous in 4K or 4K. Uh, I think that's what they want to. <laughs> I think that's what they want to market. Um, and I love the ability you can switch between Crash and Coco, and they both feel pretty much the same. The different members of the Crash family that you get to play uh, a little bit here and there are great. They play differently. Like there's, um, I didn't remember her from the past games, but I guess Crash's sister or cousin Tana is a, is a, is a character that hops in and she has like a slingshot that can pretty much like the ratchet mechanic in the, in the new ratchet game where like you can use the slingshot to, to transform uh, a set of distance and grab faraway boxes and whatnot. And what she does now, after you play that first level with her, you can now go back to previous levels and as you're playing through as Crash or Coco, there's just like these um, weird things that happen that allow you to progress. So you're playing from if you go back and you play as Tana, uh, she is the one that is unlocking those things for Crash and Coco behind the scenes. Hmm. And you don't know that until you go back and then they add even more difficulty to that because you've already replayed the level and there's different boxes and different placements. So it's very fresh. The flashback tapes are cool. Those are like collectibles. If you get to that part without dying, you can 
collect it. If you die once, then it's over. You can't get that until you restart the whole level. So it's a very, very challenging game still. But there's tons of tons of things to do. Five gems per level. Uh, You have to three of them are based on the Wumpa fruit. One is based if you die three or less times, you get it. There's a hidden one. And then there, of course, there's all boxes. And that's every level. And then there's even more collectibles as you keep going. It's going to be one hell of a platinum run if you're trying to platinum it because it's <laughs> very challenging. Uh, but it is, I'm very, very excited to keep going and getting into that game will play loop a little bit more because I mm-hmm. am very rusty when it comes to Crash. And because it's a brand new crash, the muscle memory is a little bit different because he feels a little bit better. So, like, I have to get used to it, but it's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. So I played the collection. um, Yeah. And I felt that was a prettier version of Crash, but still played like old Crash, which Mm -hmm. was it was hard to go back. And I remember playing it back in the original days when there actually was no analog stick and your fingers got tired for holding down the D pad because you're doing those levels where you have to run towards the camera. I hated it because your finger would get tired. You try to move it and you die. Um, Is this, is this play like a modern game? It does play like a modern game. So you, you do have analog stick options. As soon as you boot it up though, you have the choice to play as modern or you can go back to retro crash. If you love that setting. Cool. So there's two different ways. Um, with modern, another cool thing is when Crash or Coco, anyone jumps, there's a little circle underneath where the character is. So you know where you're going to land ah. to make the platforming a little bit better and take some guesswork out of it, which I love. But yeah, it feels so much better than the uh, Insane Trilogy. I kind of the- hope... Oh, oh, ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of hope that they give more series this kind of treatment of... You know, and I think I've, I've mentioned this before, uh, the Tony Hawk series, you know, Tony yeah. Hawk one and two, such a great remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it with, you know, the, the old school, it still feels right, but there's also some modern kind of enhancements to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the insane trilogy and then hearing what they've done in crash war. And I haven't played it myself yet and I, I can't wait to, but I really hope they do that with more of these kind of games with, you know, I, I hope there's a new Tony Hawk and I hope that, uh, I think we were talking about, you know, um, like rock band and, and that kind of stuff yeah. last time. Like, I hope we see some revitalization. Uh, and if releasing a remake is the way to drum up that interest first, like I love seeing those first because if they're successful, then we get this crash four and it's so good hearing that it's, it feels right, but it also feels new. It, mm-hmm. you know, pays homage to the games that came before it while also, uh, being a modern crash game. Like it's, it's, it's making me really excited for this next generation of hopefully we see some of these, uh, beloved franchises come back, but better than ever. It's, yeah. it's really, really great hearing. Any, anyone that is hoping to remake a game needs to look at this year's of remakes. Like when mm-hmm. it comes to crash, oh, even though crash four isn't technically a remake, but how they, yeah. they expand on it yeah. or look at Tony Hawk one and two, you look in some ways at final fantasy seven remake, mm-hmm. like the, the, the love and care that put into this and make sure the details are there that the fans love. And, just make it feel better, but while still holding on to that little nostalgia feeling in the back of your head. Like I, it, we we did a episode of the Road to Greatness on the Trophy Room where we talked about where Joe talked about uh, Kings of Amalur, and he and he was basically like saying 
That's not how you do it. No, <laughs> it's not. That is, spoiler. That is not how you do it. Um, so like I specifically, I'm thinking of like EA, like mm. if you're going to remake Mass Effect trilogy or yeah. bring back some yeah. of your like skate getting revitalized, that better feel like a modern version of that while still having that little familiar feeling at the back of your head. Yep. Yeah, because it makes me think that, you know, what do they've got left in their uh, refuse pile? They've got what? Uh, Skylanders potentially maybe coming back in 12 years. Listen, <laughs> don't, talk, don't talk ill about Skylanders, all right? Sean and I are going to just team up and no, just choke you out. No, the funny part is I st- Sean was talking about bringing out a Skylanders again. I'm like, and I'm thinking about it. I even messaged, I, I, I tweeted it. I'm like, hey, you know, will are Skylanders going to be backwards compatible on Oh right, Gen- and I'm like, because yeah. those have portals and all that fun stuff, and mm-hmm. and apparently we really don't know because you know Guitar Hero didn't carry through to uh, Xbox One, mm-hmm. um, and and I couldn't see any Skylander support on Xbox One from the 360 era, so I'm like, mm. hmm, what's going to happen there? But you know, obviously that was the beginning of the Toys to Life kind of died. Yeah. Um, yeah. They could obviously go back to the well without the little toys and just say, let's revamp this, but you maybe buy the characters online. I don't know. Uh, but the other yeah. one would be Guitar Hero. You know, could they bring that back as well? We talked about that. Back, Guitar Hero, once again, didn't carry forward from the 360 era, and that, they killed it with Guitar Hero Live. Apparently that service is dead. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious what they're going to do, because Activision doesn't have a lot of franchises left that are still mm-hmm. active. Blizzard's the primary part, right? And then we've mm-hmm. got COD, and now Crash, and Tony Hawk mm-hmm. again. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go if they do Skylanders or if they do uh, Spyro with maybe some of those characters as supporting characters. Uh, They could go, of course, like you said, uh, being able to just purchase the characters, which we saw with Starlink. You could either get the physical toys or just the digital versions of them and switch between. Uh, But, you know, you, you could also just do the Lego game route of just having all of these characters, like 3000 yes. characters just unlockable through the regular play of the game or whatever. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for the st- Lego star Wars character, uh, unlock when that game finally comes out and just, you know, like I've got my 17,000th droid unlocked and it's <laughs> R five D bag. And I can't wait to play as that <laughs> malfunctioning little guy, uh, and, and yaddle and everyone. Yeah, it's just going to be oh, great. Oh, yaddle. That that's my secret shame is Yaddle. I always always bring up bring up Yaddle and Charlie yeah. smacks me down. Uh, but then to bring this back full circle, remember when Crash got back, brought back through Skylanders? Yeah. Oh man! Right. So there you go. That was all connected. I was so upset um, during that E3 because that was when uh, Sean Layden came out and he had the shadow of Crash. On the on the floor coming out, and he then announced what was the insane trilogy, mm-hmm. and then went into the Skylanders. And I thought he came out okay. This is the Skylanders thing because that was rumored forever, and it was. I would have been so mad if it was just Skylanders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely I, forgot about that. Like there, yeah. there was that, and then there was uh, Donkey Kong and Bowser. I think that's on the right. Nintendo, that's, right? Yeah, yeah, man, right? Yeah, I. Uh, I, I liked the first few Skylanders games and then they, uh, yeah, they started going, jumping the shark a little bit, I think, but, uh, man, I completely forgot about that weird little bit there. 
Well, hopefully you've saved some and you've saved an old console so Finn, when he gets of age, can definitely play with them. Yeah. Great. Uh, okay, Kylie, also played Dead by Daylight. Yeah, uh, it's spooky season, so I'm I, not a horror game person at all. Um, but the way that Dead by Daylight presents itself is pretty fun. So if if you're out there and you don't know what that is, it's four people trying to survive a basically serial killer that are coming after you. And it's I forgot what the the technical term of it is. I think it's asynchronous multiplayer. Asymmetrical. Asymmetric. There you go. I knew it was an A something. I can look up things on Google. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, one person is the killer and then the other four are trying to work together to uh re or fix generators to power up the do- exit doors to get out and to leave and each killer feels completely different has different skills or whatnot and i love what dead by daylight does when they go out and pick franchises to be represented in the game because if you think horror there's they're pretty much are represented in this game. So like you have Michael Myers from Halloween, Freddy Krueger's in there, um, Ghostface from Scream. You even got <laughs> Demi Gorgons from Stranger Things. Um, even Nancy Wheeler and Steve from Stranger Things you can play as. So like it is, so, it's been around forever, and it still feels great. It's super fun to play. Um, it's even more fun like when you have a friend or, or to do like a scary voice as the killer. to really get you in that mood um but yeah that game's great it if you're looking for a scary game for the month of october i highly suggest that one it's on game pass for pc on xbox there's the way i'm playing it it was a ps plus game a long time ago so if you nabbed it it's probably you probably own it already but yeah it's great I think Ash from the uh, yes. Evil Dead was also Ash in that. Ash is in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Uh, and, and it looks like it's a different viewpoint than, say, like, uh, what was it? The Friday the 13th game? Where yes. It was kind of similar, but that was more like uh, third person, right? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The kill- cool. If you're playing as the killer, you're first person. If you're ah, the survivor, okay. you're, you can see your surroundings. And t- third person. There it is. That's that word. Third person. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. I'm going to have to check that out because I think I may have it from PS Plus uh, back in the day. And, and I am looking for spooky games. I was on PS Now today to see what they had, and they have quite a few there as well. So yeah. I'm going to dig through that. Excellent. So, Mark, you and I played the same game, which, Kyle, I don't know if you got to try it out, but Mario 35. Yeah. I think. I, I'm loving it, man. I, I am absolutely. I mean, Anyone that listens to the show knows my my love for Super Mario Brothers. So it's no surprise that when they throw Battle Royale into Super Mario Brothers, I'm going to just play the hell out of it and love every second of it. So this is yeah, really no shock that that when this came up, uh, I just latched onto it. I've I've gotten a few first place finishes, a whole lot of like second, third, fourth place finishes of Keep bragging, Caribbean. Oh, and it's <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like one today that it was just sloppy. Like I just I just looked at it, I was like, wow. Like that was just that was entirely me just being sloppy and just getting like that cocky like oh yeah, I'm just like blowing through this stage like watch oh no I fell down a crevice. Like it's just and I get so mad at myself and it's, it's a very different feeling than like a Fortnite battle Royale situation of like that adrenaline's going at the, the final two, final three battle, whatever. <laughs> it's like, this one's just kind of like, 
no, like usually when I, you, you lose, it's like your own stupidity. So, uh, it's, or, or, or skill or whatever it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And I, I can't believe that we only get six months of this. This is, it's, it's out for like two days and it's already breaking my heart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, but that being said, I don't know if I'll stick to it for a really, really long time because there are some flaws in it where, uh, basically when you're down to the final two or three or four people, it's, it is just that it's, it's who's going to screw up first. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in this where you're really going to mess someone up. And the, the trick is really, as long as you have a fire flower, you're safe. So either save up enough coins because when you have 20 coins, you can press X and you get a new power. Really? I'm okay. I'm done, Mark. I didn't realize that. Okay. I'm so, also the guy that died because I ran out of time because I totally forgot. <laughs> it's a timed game as well. I'm like, oh crap, yeah, there's a timer in Mario Brothers. Isn't there? So, so for anyone that's completely listening to this and is like, what the hell are they talking about? So Mario 35, it is the original Mario Brothers game. Uh, but the levels are kind of randomized from what I've, I've pictured. But it, it drops you in and you're playing against 35 other people. And you have to be the last one that dies, basically. So that's the battle royale. But as you kill enemies, they also get flung out to other people's screens, similar to like Tetris 99. They look like ghost enemies because they're different. And they, yes, they are different yeah. colors. So you can always tell. Uh, so the way, like, like Todd said, you can run out of time. Um, so the way to get more time is to either find little secrets, get power ups that you already have, and that'll add time or kill the enemies. If you shoot an enemy with a fireball, you get an extra second. If you jump on the enemy, you get two or three seconds. So it's better to jump on enemies. Keep that one in mind. If you keep running out of time. Um, but the coin thing, yeah. So if you collect 20 coins, um, yeah, you can get a power up, but it's randomized. So you can get a mushroom to make you big. You can get the fire flower. You can get a pow block, which clears any enemy that's on the screen, which is very useful sometimes. Um, or you can get a superstar. So it's, uh, if you are already, let's say you're already big and you roll a big mushroom, usually it will let you reroll, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, by the, like I said, by the end of the match, it's, it's who's going to screw up first. Cause you're, you're still, yeah, you're throwing enemies at other people's screens and stuff. But like, like I said, most of the time, as long as you have a fire flower, you're kind of just shooting them and blasting them out of the sky and whatever. So, um, yeah, I'll find like, sometimes it's the last two people like I had a match today. It was the two of us in the very end. And we went for a good five to 10 minutes of just running through these levels. And neither of us were dying. Neither of us were really throwing enough enemies to screw up the other one. And it just, it was a matter of like who was going to fall or screw up first. And, you know, it, it ended up, I think on that one, I won. And then I had a very similar situation and I was the one that screwed up. Like, so there, there is some of that, like, I wish there was something more that when it came down to the final two, final three or final five or something like maybe the game started to throw more at you Mm -hmm. rather than like just the enemy that you kill goes on their screen. Like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. There there, there can be, there has to be something to ramp it up. Does it do the Tetris 99 thing? Like where there's strategy for who you target 
to send yes. your enemies to? You it can does. you can select okay. the, one of yep. the thirty five screens. You use the was it the analog stick is okay. what you use to send it because I realized oh you can't control with the analog stick. At first, yeah. like, why am I not moving? Oh wait, mm. it's D pad. And you, that you do select the screen you want to send it to. So as you see the people drop off, mm -hmm. uh, you'll see the screens that are left. And it's funny, Mark, because I was amazed constantly. Like, how is somebody dead already? It's like three seconds <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I'm sure there's that person that's that's playing this as their first Mario game and they run in world one, one and they run into the Goomba and it's like, how are you the 35th person <laughs> that I got batched up with? I've been playing this game for 30 years. Uh, so it's, it, yeah, there's, you know, I, I don't know if they'll eventually introduce like skill-based matchmaking That's or true, if you'll yeah. always see that. I would love to see that of like 35 versions of me going at this, like all at once. And we're all playing for a half hour before any of us die. Uh, that'd be just ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it is a it's a it's an interesting approach to battle royale. Are the I'll same? Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Mark. Yeah, the, no, no uh, Do you send over the same number of enemies every time, or is that also based like on your point total, like how Tetris 99 does it, where the higher points you do or eliminations you get, you get that extra boost mm -hmm. of what? How many blocks you send over to enemies? Does Mario 35 do like something similar? <sighs> from from what I've noticed. It's one to one. So okay. if you kill if you kill Bowser, Bowser goes to someone else. Someone else. Okay. But it's just and one person from what I can from what I can gauge so far. Mm -hmm. Now it might branch out. Like if you kill a Goomba, it might go to four other people's screens. I'm not sure. But I think okay. from what I've seen, I, I like I said, I haven't seen enough enemies come at me to believe that it's like ramped up or something like that. Like it seems like, you know, if the guy I'm going against kills bowser then bowser shows up on my screen if i kill bowser then it shows up on his screen so like that's what i'm saying like by, by the time you get to the final few like it kind of stops mattering about what's coming at your screen because there's not enough there being thrown at you like i would like it that way like if i kill bowser five bowsers show up in his screen or like mm -hmm. a bowser and two hammer bros or something like that like really ramp it up by the time we get to the final three or something like i think that'd be a good way to do it yeah. And and I the coins are I mean I noticed that you get the coins and you said you could use them for things. Um, if you bank those coins, for, yeah. is every twenty you get, allows you to get a different power up? Then, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So like, good to know. Uh, I had a, a match uh, yesterday that I I went to like Small Mario and like kept using the coins. So like the first one I got was like a pal block, and I had like two hundred coins or something like that. So it was like pal block uh superstar and i was like just like get me something to make me like big mario again like before all this shit runs out and uh and i think i ended up getting like the mushroom but i never got that fire flower i ended up dying from that but so it is like yeah there's there's a little bit of weirdness there of like you know you're just really hoping that random button gets you something and i've also had it where it's like two or three pal blocks in a row so you're wasting 20 40 60 oh, coins yeah. at a time and so it, like luck can really be for you or against you on that, where you got a ton of enemies coming at you and you're, yeah, you're clearing the whole screen, but you're stuck in, it depends on the stage too. If you're stuck in an open stage and you can like jump and move, if you're stuck in a tiny little corridor and like a Bowser stage, you're kind of screwed if you don't have that, like, uh, you know, star power Time or something over, like yeah. that. Cause yeah, you're, you're, you're not going anywhere if there's like a, a, whole bunch of stuff on the screen it's 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 kind of weird um one note i have been using the uh, super nintendo controller which oh, works okay. really really well 
Um, it is a little slower. Like you said, the analog sticks select who you send stuff to. So up, down, left, right. How does that select, work with the Super uh, Nintendo controller? Just press R. It circles uh, around. Okay. So it'll go random, uh, coins, time, okay. whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, you just keep pressing the R button and it just cycles through who you want to send it to. But other than that, um, I love the Super Nintendo controller. It feels so right to play it with a Super Nintendo. So I, I find that kind of gets me in the mm. zone a little bit more. Um, but Pro Controller is fine. I've, I've used that. I've used handheld mode. Um, I'm a little hooked. So what are your thoughts, Todd, so far? You you sound like you're – Yeah? I loved it. But, you know, right. Kyle, you'll learn. Um, Mark knows this already. I never know what's going on. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? Like, I'll play a game. Like, oh, yeah, you didn't do that like three hours. And I'm like, nope, didn't realize that. It was really frustrating. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know any of this. So Mark has given me the pro tips. So I'm going to yeah. be excellent <laughs> at this game. Um, but I do love the fact that the time um, element is like the, you know, the battle rail or the, that's encroaching space. It's something you have mm-hmm. to keep in mind all the time. Keep moving. Keep keep finishing the levels because it basically is it's Mario, Super Mario Brothers 1-1. One, one, then one two so it's it's not replicating anything new but it's it's there's and then it allows you to like randomly pick a level but right now i've only locked two and then every time you need to level up you get to unlock uh different uh basically what do they call them tags or uh art for yourself uh icons i think icons yeah so it's kind of fun so yeah yeah i mean it's gonna be fun and it's randomly you could i mean if you if if they actually had real voice chat on the switch you could like (laughs) mark and i could play together like we're gonna team up on screen number three we're That'd just going to dramatize right? them, you know, yeah. and you'd have a million enemies show up on a screen, but we don't have that. So what know. what are your thoughts on it only being for a select amount of time? Apparently, Nintendo crazy. Knows, they know when the world is ending, apparently. <laughs> That's yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Like if if by March, you know, I, I already said, like, I might get sick of this. But if by March, like why April 1st? If I'm saying, you know, I played some great practical jokes today, I'd love to celebrate with some Mario 35, and I can't. Why? I can still play Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the same concept. It's not like the code's going to go bad or something. It's not like, the like why this arbitrary date of this is the day that Mario dies? Like, unless <laughs> I just, like, just Why? Why take away the 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 3D All Stars collection? Why take this away? Unless they're planning something funny of like, you know, like Bowser took everything away. We have to do something oh, to get him back. Here's I know the why, celebration Mark. from next year. Why? I know it, why. They're gonna do Super Mario Brothers two. That could be the only reason I could see this. They basically <sighs> say it ends. The original ends. Now we're bringing in Super Mario Brothers two. And that's where it goes for a limited time. So nobody gets too good at these things. Because I think maybe Mm. that's part of it. They don't want people to get too good where it intimidates new players. Maybe that's what they do. I've already been playing this game for 35 years. You're not going (laughs) to intimidate me. I've been playing it longer than you, and I'm intimidated. (laughs) What I would love for them to do, and I haven't played it yet, but it would be really, really awesome if when you beat the level, it warps you maybe to a different Mario game yeah, and stage. Cool. Yeah. And it's not just on the, the first game. It, like you can hop from three to two to whatever. Do we, know, do we know Mark, if this is just all super Mario brothers? I mean, is, is this going to expand beyond that? Has anybody gotten no, enough where no they filled all the spots? Uh, no, I I've unlocked 
probably four worlds so far, okay. maybe, but but not every stage from each one it's of those. So I, I I've unlocked stages from at least four worlds, and it's yeah. yeah. There's there's nothing from any other. I think this is just the original Super Mario Brothers. So that that might be you guys might be onto something there. Where and I'd I'd love to see some of those like like the Mario Maker like crazy mm-hmm. hell yeah. stages like thrown into there. That's like that's what I'm idea. saying. Like yeah. like throw something in that's going to challenge those people who have been playing for 30 years, 35 years, whatever, um, you know, throw something in there to throw us off because yeah, if it gets down to the final few and it's just who screws up first. Yeah. I think we are going to lose interest by April 1st. You know, that's not going to have that, that same power. And you, and you do see those things where you understand like, yeah, okay. Tetris 99, like Kyle, you already said, you know, they, they've done it right where, depending on your streak and this and that, like you're Mm -hmm. sending more stuff at people and you're doing this and doing that. Like this game's missing a bit of that. As much as I love super Mario brothers, it is, uh, it's not as good as a battle Royale as, as like Tetris lends itself to. And so maybe that's, that's it. But, uh, right now I'm hating that arbitrary date. I'll talk to Mm. me in March. I might be like, yeah, I'm done with that game anyway. (laughs) Sure. But then you'll miss it the next day. It's gone. Mark. A hundred percent. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Like in May, you know, it, maybe I haven't played this game in, in four months or something like that, but why in May or June, can I not be like, you know what? I'd love today, this game. And like, nope. Just, anybody, uh, anybody who buys it a switch on April 1st, they will never get the experience because Nintendo <laughs> hates people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this like, okay, this one makes more sense than the 3d all-stars collection. Yeah. Like take this one away as it, this is a, a short limited time celebration. We're giving it to you for free. Yeah. If you're on switch online, I get it. It's a fun little celebration thing. This one doesn't bug me nearly as much as 3d all-stars. That one I will, as as much of a Nintendo fan as I am, I will argue to I'm till I'm dead that that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Like taking that game away just arbitrarily April first. Like nope, sorry, fun's dead. Like nope, April first. <sighs> yeah, it's very interesting. Every part is sold at twenty five dollars a piece. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. That's probably what it's going to be. Yeah, and yeah. then they'll bring out Galaxy Two, and that that is going to be like thirty bucks. I don't know. They'll do something yeah. great. As what much complaining as the doing world's now, longest yeah. April Fool's joke. Probably <laughs> April 1st. <laughs> like, <no>. April <laughs> Fool's, yeah. Thanks, oh, COVID. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. oh, well. Mark, Rocket League. What's going on, Rocket League? That's exciting. Yeah, Rocket League's free to play now. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you've been waiting to jump into Rocket League, now's a great time. They had a little Fortnite crossover. Uh, so, as you were playing Rocket League, you were unlocking Fortnite themed Rocket League stuff and Rocket league themed that's Fortnite right. they stuff. Own, they own that Rocket would, League. That would go, yeah, yeah. So it's the same God. company. That's yeah. a, so I've been unlocking stuff for both games and whatever and just having a good time playing Rocket League and getting back into that. Um, not much more to say on that. Uh, if you haven't checked out Rocket League yet, you know, it's it's soccer with cars, uh, rocket power cars. It's one it of my favorite blasts that I own. I yeah. love Rocket League. Yeah, it's a blast, man. And it, one thing, like I was so into Rocket League the start of this generation, like when it first came out on PlayStation four and like playing remote play on my Vita and all that kind of stuff, like it was like fun times and it has not lost any of that funness. It's uh, you know, and there's still a ton of people. It never takes me very long to find a match. So it's, it's a great game. If you haven't checked it out, it's free to play now. So check it out. 
It looks awesome. I'm horrible at it, but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. It's really fun. Um, I was super happy to unlock the Battle Bus. It's like the oh. final Rocket League oh, or the, cool. the final Fortnite thing to to unlock. So, um, and you had to unlock it by getting MVP in a match. So I was like, oh, this is going to take forever. And the first match I played, humble brag, carbon. <laughs> oh, yeah, my I God. was so no, it was it was pure luck. I got Kyle. This, did you know Mark's good at games? Uh, I'm learning that very quickly. <laughs> Not usually. To, this is a weird week, man. This is a weird week. Uh, you throw in a Mario Battle Royale and then <laughs> luck with Rocket League. No, I, I have been getting my ass kicked with Rocket League. I will openly admit that it's taken me a long time to unlock all this Fortnite stuff. So when it was like you need to finish as an MVP in this match wearing the the Fortnite wheels or whatever the hell it was – because you had to unlock piece by piece and you needed to wear the first piece you unlocked to unlock the next one. So it's been a week, man. It's, 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 it it's, it's been an arduous task. So that's why when I was like, oh, this battle bus is going to take like two freaking days to complete, trying to get that MVP thing completely lucked out and, uh, and unlocked it my first match with those wheels. And I was just like, I'm done. I am <laughs> out. That's it. I'm retiring on top. Uh, I got <laughs> so that was yeah it was it was a good celebration like I whatever it was the the rest of the team we won and the rest of my team was potatoes so uh, <laughs> that's I just I'm taking that one as a win nice nice well Mark I know who to call for my pro tips there we, <laughs> that's it just this week only though the rest of it I, <laughs> I suck at games so yeah that's it. The Nintendo and of advice. That's right. <laughs> then we go oh, the, the, the hotline. Mark, Mark yeah. the hotline only only call me until April 1st. That's it. <laughs> After that. How much does it cost to call you know, the Atlantic time zone? Nobody knows. Honey, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, the next game you've been playing, Mark, I actually saw this. It's um, by Gun, uh, the Gun 5. Gun, was it Gunman? Gunman Clive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bertel Horberg. Uh, he is an indie game developer from Sweden. He made Gunman Clive uh, Extermination Force, where you're a giant mech going through and, and doing some stuff. And uh, yeah, just made and released Super Punch Patrol. So that's been his little COVID project. Um, I'm very early in this game. I'm not going to talk too much about it. It is a side-scroller beat-em-up, similar to all those old side-scroller beat-em-ups like... Uh, you know, double dragon, that kind of stuff. Uh, it looks, if you've seen his other games, you know, his art style, especially like the gunman Clive kind of thing where it's like black and white, weird kind of sketch looking kind of thing. This game's the same. There's three characters you can pick from the start. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it feels really good. It's great. And it's, it's, uh, not very expensive. I think he just kind of made it in his spare time during the whole COVID lockdown thing. So, uh, He's a great developer. If you haven't heard me gush about Gunman Clive, go play that game or those two games. It's a great collection, one and two. Um, they are fantastic little shooter games, like side-scrolling shooter, similar like Mega Man style kind of uh, that kind of thing. So this is more punch, punch, kick, kick kind of thing. Um, yeah, go check it out. It's uh, definitely out on Switch. I don't know about other platforms, but I've been playing it on Switch and it's uh, it's really good. Man, Very this cool. art style is really cool. I'm looking it up yeah. right 
yeah, it's not black and white. It's kind of like reds and blues, and looks like yes. your allies are reds and uh, yeah, or blue and enemies blue are red. Like the enemies are red. all hand drawn. Yeah, this is awesome. It, it's yeah. beautiful. Sketch I love art like yeah. that. Yeah, it definitely stands out amongst all of the you know pixel art and you know two D retro games. It definitely looks unique. Yeah, so yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, gentlemen, uh, it's spooky time, like you said, Kyle. So yeah. I've been looking for games to get really into that mode. I have, um, you know, I think um, Luigi's Mansion 3, I will finally beat that game this month. I waited because, Mark, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. An immortal sin of anybody making a Halloween game, don't launch it on Halloween. Mm, Do it on like yeah. October 1st, even mid-September. Yeah. Nobody cares. Give us time to enjoy <laughs> the game through all the spooky season. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I uh, will do that. But the game that caught my eye, I saw a a story about this on maybe Kotaku or something. It's called Pumpkin Jack. In this game, the best way to describe it, this is like Jack and Daxter, medieval, those style of games, Maximo. If you remember that on PlayStation 2. Um, Hell yeah. But kind of like that spooky Halloween. You look like, you know, Jack-o'-lantern from Spider-Man or you look like, you know, Jack Skellington uh, when he's the Pumpkin King. Hmm. He looks really cool. And this is one of those beat 'em up uh, third person, um, very clever, witty, uh, you know, call it a beat 'em up type of game. And it's really fun. There's a demo out on Steam, but the game is going to be coming out to all platforms eventually. The problem is the the demo was timed and it expired on Steam before I got to play it. So I found an old build and played it and I loved it. But the problem is on PC, sometimes uh, it says best played with the gamepad. I'm like, OK, I'll pair up my whatever, my DualShock whatever didn't pair so i'm playing no, no. third person action game with keyboard and mouse which mm. man oh man talk about oh my my arms were killing me. i do not enjoy uh even though i own a gaming pc i i typically play with key, uh basically a gamepad because i do not like keyboard because it's not natural it's all digital and it, it doesn't feel natural mouse is fine uh so i played it though with that even despite that it is very witty, very clever. If you get a chance to take a look at it, but it's just fun. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to play more of this game. The fun part about this game, though, is it's by one guy. Uh, his name oh, is Nic- wow. Nicholas Maisonier. He's 23 years old. He lives in France, and he quit his job to work on this game. One dude. Wow. Making- it looks it's really good. Yeah, it's just fun, and it just plays right, plays, feels good, and I like the, the tone of it, and it just feels like a retro game done right. Kind of like I wanted really to love Medieval. That game looks good. It's amazing to see how well this one person has done to just create this game. There's a lot of games like this these days. It seems like it's one guy that's making a fantastic, just something own creative vision, doing it on his own terms. He's partnered up. Sounds like he has some backers now. He's doing contests with Intel and things like that. It's fantastic. The game's on Steam. It sounds like it has a fan following. So I think the doing the demo really helped him get coverage, which is great. So I would hope more people would do demos to get you into this. And I cannot wait to see where this game goes, but I'm very excited and it just looks fantastic. And, um, if if I can appeal to him once again, get this out as soon as possible yeah. in time for Halloween. Because if you pre- drop this in January, it just probably won't have the same. <laughs> but I oh, I feel yeah. the same way with um the next dark anthology game, Little Hope oh, yeah. from That's Superman. The, yeah, exactly. That's coming out on Halloween. I'm pretty sure. <sighs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a it, you, you might as well launch it on like november 1st or yeah. something mm-hmm. like like why like yeah yeah it's, it's no it's an election well election day is scary so there we go it's yeah 
Oh well. <laughs> um but yeah, it's 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 out there if you can find the demo on Steam, play it. It's really fun. Um but lastly, you know, you mentioned Joe's comment about yeah. remasters done right. Kingdoms of Amalur, I own it on Steam, but I'm like, I want to check out the, the, I never finished it, and I wanted to play it again, and I wanted to see the most recent version of it. The Re-Reckoning came out, it's um, 40 bucks, I got it through Gamefly, I'm playing on PS4, and this is a game that is cleaner looking, but still feels like it's an old game. I mean, it's, it's got some cool mechanics in regards to gameplay, but if you compare it to where, like, we have these type of games now, like The Witcher, um, games like that, even Skyrim, where I feel like there's so much involved with story and things like these, the story in this game is so throwaway. The side quests are so throwaway. It's just a do this and do that. I basically fast forward through the dialogue just to get in play because the game does have really good combat. Um, the, the, up, the, the, just the cool finishing moves where you essentially gain your power, you slow things down and you're just everybody slowed down. You're a badass and then eventually you do your killing move on the bad guy. And it's very cool. I love it. But. I don't feel like I'm engaged to it. And I've been waiting for a game that's going to really get me there. So if you can get it cheap, maybe 20 bucks around Christmas, check it out. But yeah, to your point, this is not a game that I feel like they give it the due it was deserved. Now, I'll be curious, though. They do have new DLC coming out. That was brand new. So what are they going to do? Are they going to basically just use the same engine? You know, anybody they worked with in the past is you know, probably in a Rhode Island jail <laughs> because of the, <laughs> because the controversy, I don't know. I'm curious how that performs. Cause if that is mm. good and up to modern day scale, maybe that gives us hope that they could reinvigorate this franchise. Yeah. It kind of brings to light the whole thing we were talking about last week as well, or, or last time with, uh, remakes versus remasters or, you know, just not changing anything and and releasing it uh you know the 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 mario 3d all-stars collection of of basically doing the bare minimum to change things but it still feels like it used to versus a full remake like the insane trilogy so uh this is by the sounds of it one of the examples of how to it's it's 3d all-stars right yeah it's yeah and it's I guess maybe it also also depends on how good the original, like the game was originally like 3d all-stars, at least those games were all fantastic. So like Mario 64 is like a classic. Yeah. They could have done better, but you know, better with the packaging or whatever, but you know, I could appreciate that, but um, this is a solid B Mark. This is a solid B. Let's start as a solid B went to like a B minus. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, maybe one of the examples of, of a game that should just be, yeah, maybe should have been upgraded. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gents, we are moving from what we've been playing to what we've been talking about in the world of games. Um, Kyle, I, I'm getting a kick out of your story. So oh, yeah? tell, okay. tell, us, tell us all about this, because I don't really have a good gauge on the Internet hot takes for this one. Yeah, so people are freaking out because Insomniac decided to uh, redo Peter Parker's model in this Spider-Man remastered game, which you can only get as part of the Ultimate Edition for Miles Morales on PS5. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's the only way. Um, That also is a a hot mess. Messaging over Sony (laughs) needs to change big time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and he looked Peter Parker looks completely different. They picked a different actor for the for the face and the, the motion capture. Um, they they say it's because um, Yuri, who did the voice and, and the performance, his this new actor's face fits better for that movement. Um, a lot of people are very upset because it's not he, Spider-Man from the original PS4 game looked old enough to have been doing it for eight years, which is what mm. the story is. And this now just looks like Tom Holland and does it look like he's been doing it for those eight long years? I don't understand the hate that it's getting. Um, mm-hmm. I When you see the two side by side, and I'm, I've always also thought Peter on PS4 looked a little bit weird at times and the animation yeah. wasn't great all the time. Um, but when you see them side by side, how can you not say that this new one looks better? Oh yeah. It's still going to be Yuri as the voice. It's still so like the, the performance will still be there. He'll just look different. And the fact that they're also retooling other models, I'm sure they're probably are going to make miles look a little bit younger. So that, that age gap does seem a little bit more believable. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't, I just want to make a plea. Don't be the type of people online to yell at people mm-hmm. for their decisions. Mm-hmm. Brian, uh, I always mess up his last name. In Inathar, I, th- I believe it's just Inahar. Uh, tweeted out like, "Hey, I listen. I've heard you loud and clear, but don't like threaten my life over <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> getting a, a different look. There's a way more important things going on th- to take that energy towards. Yeah, which is completely true. So like." I don't get it. I just don't get it. This is such a silly thing to get so angry about. Mm. I've seen I've seen lesser things that deserve or like worse things that get less hate on mine. Yes. Like I, I, I just I, I don't get it. I don't get it. D- didn't Yuri himself say, like, I hope you guys bring the same level of yes. like uh passion, passion. to out to on election voting. day. Yeah. Uh yeah, then that that you do do a face change yeah. or something. And it like you know, they explain the reasoning uh, that the facial structure of mm-hmm. this new model matches um, Yuri's more. So you're going to get a better, more kind of accurate portrayal of the facial expressions that he's going through while he's acting. So yeah. th- that kind of reasoning, I think, completely, yeah, they maybe could have aged the character model up a little mm-hmm. bit or something. Add a couple of wrinkles. Jesus, there's still time to do that, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, how can you say this one looks worse? Yeah, I don't get it. Every part of it looks better. I don't get yeah. it at all. It's it's very odd. And and the, the funny part is Yuri Lowenthal, you know, he actually did the voice of Prince of Persia yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That game, he looked a little bit well, that character model, if we want to complain about something, look at that game. Yeah. <laughs> That's another game. remaster remake, uh, not doing it the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um mm-hmm. but Lo- Yuri's forty nine years old. He does not look forty nine years old. He looks like he's in his early thirties. So yeah. kudos to them, man, like in looking ageless. But to your point, now I will bring this back. Tom Holland is twenty four, so eight years being spidey would have been sixteen. I could buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I think in, I think in game he is supposed to be twenty three. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. And Miles yeah, is sense. how old was Miles? I, I mean, thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen. He always seemed I younger so. than Peter did. I think. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I think there's a good change. Uh, I think people will eventually get over it, and it's probably that vocal minority uh, that 
you know, is, is just super loud and looking for something. And I mean, it's, it's a weird year of people are cooped in yeah. and they're, they're angry about a lot of different things and whoever knows where it's yeah. going to get focused on. And this was just the, you know, top of the shit pile, I guess, yeah. for this week or that week that it came out, whatever, right? The so, last week or two on on Twitter has been like video game hot take. Yeah. Every other day, <laughs> there, there's a new meme like Flynn from yeah. Tangled with the swords aimed at him. Like your hottest <laughs> video game take. Yeah. Like, stop yeah. it. Let's let's celebrate gaming as what it is. Mm-hmm. Don't try to purposely attack somebody's favorite game or character, or no. whatever. No. Yep. Uh, just wait until they hear that Gilbert Gradfried is going to be the new voice of Master Chief. <laughs> I thought it was Cortana that they were going with. No, with Gilfred. Uh, you know, he just uh, couldn't no, nail. He okay. just couldn't nail chief. Cortana. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're going yeah. chief with that one. All right. Yeah, I believe. I believe Betty choice, White I is the new Cortana. Oh, that was. So I'd be so yeah, down for that. Most yeah, actually, that. yeah, I'd, I'd I'd buy that game in a heartbeat. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Even if it was on Game Pass, I'd be like, no, nah, give me the special Betty White edition. With Golden the Girls. Cortana. That, that Golden Girls crowd, man. The oh, Cort- <laughs> so big. It's a missing market right now. Yeah, I think so. The, the Cortana Pop, uh, one terabyte games. drive that you put in your Xbox. That'd be perfect. Mm, gotta love it. Yeah. So, Mark, you're kind of covering um, Xbox this week. Um, yeah. So it's been, they've had a good two weeks. Holy, since uh, the last time we talked, I think yep. um, they they've... I want to briefly just say that like they've shown some stuff and I think we're going to talk a little bit of the counterpoint to that, but they've been showing off hands-on impressions uh, that has been a little bit limited to older games, but we've seen the benefit of quick resume and how fast the, the SSDs are, um, how much better old games with zero, uh, you know, work done on them, look and play and feel on this series X, which uh, is, is phenomenal. I think that's a, that's a great way to show it off that this game with nothing done to it is now playing at 60 frames per second or has HDR or this or that or whatever. Uh, and you know, loads up a whole minute faster or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty phenomenal to see. And I can't wait again to see that applied to new games but even the stuff that they've shown so far has been very very impressive and uh, again that's why i can't wait to play uh the new star wars game i can't wait to play some of the games that i will be missing for a month avengers i said last time i want to revisit oh my god park load Um, times on that game load times in avengers gonna be so much better i can't wait i want you to time those killing things yeah I can't time it for the old one. I'll have to get someone with an Xbox yeah. uh, One or Xbox One X to uh, to time it currently. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll happily time it on the Series X uh, in a month or so. Um, yes, yeah, so really great that they've been giving hands-on. People have it. People are playing it. We're hearing more and more each day. It's it's really really great. Um, and again, you're going to talk a little bit about what uh, Sony's doing on the other side, but also. On the Xbox side, holy freaking crap, they bought ZeniMax. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like $7.5 billion or something like that. That's more, more than, than Star Wars. Star Wars that it's, Disney bought Star almost, Wars for. It's almost Star Wars and Marvel. It's really yeah. almost Star It's almost a little bit less than Star Wars and Marvel. <sighs> Mercy. I, like, I, just, I still can't get over that, that acquisition. Um, Everyone's been talking this to death, but I don't think we've given our take on it 
at all. Right. Like, like two weeks ago, we, we didn't even know about this. No. And now it's here. That is wild that in, in two weeks we had not even a rumbling of this to Xbox now owns like Bethesda and id software and all these other studios that are under this cinemax uh thing so very quickly how are you guys feeling about this especially as foremost sony fans uh kyle how you feeling i hate it (laughs) i hate it i i it's i i I see where microsoft is coming from and is 100 percent a stellar move on their part they bought some talented studios but as a primarily PlayStation person, I will – and this is my stance on it. And I don't care. You can try to t- pick out what they mean by select consoles. They're mm-hmm. going to be Xbox-exclusive games. You don't oh. spend $7.5 billion and not lock them on the Xbox or on Game Pass for PC mm-hmm. ecosystem. Um, so the fact that I will no longer be able to play – wolfenstein on playstation or the new doom or new dishonored like it's nuts to me um mm. so I'm a, I'm a little sour about it but it's it's again i can't fault the move it's great i'm a little worried that microsoft is going to keep this up and buy more third party things which I'm, I'm a little afraid of i and this is me being a little salty mm-hmm. uh is I wish they would have put that money into their own teams and, and, mm. and, and build up the teams they already had instead of, you know, going out and cherry picking what is one of the best of the best. They bought a whole freaking E3 show, they, yeah. like a whole E3 show they bought. And now it's underneath their, their roof. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's huge. It's unprecedented. I don't think we'll ever see that again. No, it's not just, and this is interesting. It's, it's really a different viewpoint. This isn't just one developer. This is a publisher and eight studios. Yeah, this yeah. is far different than anybody has done. Sony has delicately picked out certain ones. You know, the last one, Insomniac, and then it was, I believe, Media Molecule, I believe, was the last one before that. Sucker Punch was around that. So they, they haven't mm-hmm. gone crazy and done this. They've homegrown and built up their own studios the same way. Um, at this point, I think Microsoft, really the studio that I think that they've had the most care with, has really been, would it be the collective that does gears yeah three four three i mean those three, are both three, their four, own three, probably, yeah 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 and they and basically their, their new one that hasn't put out a game yeah, yet, yeah initiative the, the right? initiative yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i will say with those other studios they've just kind of came on and took over their previous ip they haven't developed mm-hmm. their own i think mm-hmm. that the collective was actually going to launch a game i think they even showed the game at 183 what they were going to do and then they said nope you're going to go over and work on gears because by the way we're buying that franchise and epic's moving away they're not going to work on it anymore so um so beyond that maybe um would it be the studio that does forza would be the one that I feel like they've kind of made their own path. They've they've really stuck around and, and built something strong and like playground games. I think they bought playground mm-hmm. late in the process, but playground did other things as well. So I'm curious. Once again, they're they're buying rather than home growing studios to a certain extent. So which which I appreciate. Hey, they've got the money to do it. Why not? And my I think my heartbreak once again is is really we talk about anti consumer Sony buy Spider Man and that's anti consumer buying developers and eliminating. First franchises that have been on consoles for a long mm-hmm. time that feels more anti-consumer because you're essentially saying we're cutting you off that you have to buy our box or a game pass to mm-hmm. player games so to me that's it's a little bit in its way but it's fair game i mean at this yeah. point mm-hmm. but it's only fair game in the fact that 
there's very few companies that can do this. I think Microsoft, a bit second biggest studio. So we are championing it now. It doesn't mean that Microsoft is always going to be the good guy. Phil Spencer won't always be there. Um, we've seen bad Microsoft. And in, in, in Microsoft in the past has killed studios. Line had yeah. no longer exists. So, um, and they squandered Rare for so many years. So um, it, it, we have to have a long perspective because Microsoft's really doing the right thing with a lot of things. But once again, we've got really no foresight of new Microsoft IP and franchises for at least two years. So I, I kind of disappointed that Microsoft has said, Hey, we've got all this stuff going, but they've got really no new franchises, no new IP really uh, until 2022. So that's really disheartening to me after all this work and there's still nothing to show and they're still writing out gamepad. Yeah. It, it's crazy to think that when you think of open world RPGs, mm-hmm. you think of like elder scrolls, you think about fallout and now that Obsidian is there and they're making their Avowed, which is taking place in the Pillars of Eternity universe, that was a three a massive RP, open-world RPGs yep. that are only going to be on Microsoft, which is mm-hmm. huge because when I think of Xbox, I don't associate them with RPGs, really, like no. at all. That is one thing that they're lacking big time. And they just got three of the best like and probably going to be exclusive to them. That's huge. That's amazing. Yeah, I love yeah. I love the Obsidian tweet too. Uh, the, the Obsidian and uh, uh, Bethesda, right? Where they're sitting <laughs> at the church, like yeah. and they're just looking at each other, like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I do yeah. think though this is best. This really benefits Zen. Well, I, I can't call it Zenimax anymore. Zenimax is done. And just fun yeah. fact about this: the 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 VP of Zenimax is married to Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. yeah, so so good on him for marrying correctly. Good for, good on her for getting a lot of money. Uh, but Zenimax has not done right by those studios. I think they forced them to make some decisions to monetize their games in a way they really didn't want to, mm-hmm. like mobile Elder Scrolls that did not do well. Oh, not Blades? Sure well. Yeah, Blades. Blades. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Online. I'm not sure if they really wanted to do that game. Um, Fallout 76, 76, their model yeah. and their yeah. So if anything, the way the Microsoft is now. They're going to be more hands-off, which hopefully will mean we can get the Bethesda we all loved, the Skyrim, and and, and I'm hoping we do get the Elder Scrolls the next one because it's been nine years and we really want it. But, I mean, I think this is good for them, and I think this is great that we've got studios that can just focus on games and, and releasing. They don't have to worry about sales numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was Obsidian that lost out on a bonus because Fallout New Vegas didn't hit a certain number. So they were penalized because they hit a, hit a Metacritic number. So, right. um, yeah. So I'm, I'm disheartened. I don't know if they will go full exclusive on the existing IP, but um, mm-hmm. because there's money to be made on those now, new IP, uh, that makes total sense. So yeah. I don't know if Phil Phil Spencer wants to be looked at as the bad guy that stole franchises because he said he wasn't going to play the exclusive game. Yeah. And maybe it means just exclusive with like content within a game that's on everybody. So. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious to see where it goes, but ultimately, uh, I'll be happy because I'm a Game Pass subscriber and I don't have to pay 70 bucks for a game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what they deem exclusive and what comes out to PlayStation, Switch, whatever. And I think going forward, there's 
going to be some very smart people doing some very complicated math saying, well, we think you could sell this many units on PlayStation, which is going to make this much profit. But if you hold this game as an exclusive to Game Pass, you will sell this many Xbox consoles and get this many Game Pass subscribers. So here's where that break even is going to be. So you need to sell this many PlayStation copies to make up for the money that you would get from getting playstation people over here and it's it's just mind-boggling math if anyone's good at that please uh tweet at us and let us know your thoughts on it because that's way above my pay grade but uh there's got to be some people in microsoft that are really good with that uh saying figuring out right now and saying yeah the next elder scrolls game the next fallout game these have to go on PlayStation, but uh, Starlink and this and that are going to draw more people to Game Pass. So they are going to be our exclusives. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy new world. And uh, again, I'm just super excited to see where this next generation of consoles and this, this next generation of thinking goes. I mean, we've got for the longest time, three console manufacturers that were basically playing the same game. And we'll talk in the bonus round a little bit about where that started to diverge for Nintendo. But now we're even seeing those main two powerhouses of Sony and Microsoft, I think, starting to diverge as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, in a month, they're both going to release super powerful new shiny consoles. But the approach that both of these companies are taking to the way they're releasing games, the way they're approaching gamers, the way they're approaching this whole ecosystem is so vastly different. And this is just the start of it. I think by the end of this new generation, five, six years from now, it's going to be, I think, a completely different landscape of gaming where Microsoft, I can see leaning very heavily into xCloud, Game Pass, that kind of stuff. And Sony could be that last holdout of like, no, you know what? We believe in this console stuff. We believe in exclusives and and this kind of media and that kind of, you know, uh, that kind of gameplay. So we'll have Nintendo doing their own weird things. Sony still doing the console thing. And then Xbox being like, hey, you have a toaster that can play Skyrim? Cool beans. <laughs> uh, like, they just it's it's wild. That, by the way, is my favorite meme of this whole thing. You've mentioned a couple, Kyle, um, but my favorite one is, uh, yeah, they just figured out another way to get you to buy Skyrim. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it plays on a keyboard. Did you see that keyboard that Skyrim plays on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is wild. Yeah, Yeah. I I do have one follow up on this. Um, So Microsoft has not done very well in certain countries. Um, we've seen Korea where they've launched it and they've talked about game pass and things like that. Uh, do you foresee, and I think I, I know my approach to this. Do you think there's eventually just going to be a way to just pay for cloud streaming? Yes. That's the only thing you want because you don't have to buy a box. You don't have to have a good PC. You can just like, I just want to stream games. That's all I want to do. Uh, I, I think there'll be a standalone, like, game pass ultimate i think it'll still be tied to game pass because otherwise what's the library sure like i don't think it'll be just x cloud game pass like this, mobile, the, game pass streaming yeah i don't think there'll be a stadium model where it's like you pay a certain amount for x cloud and then you can buy the games full outright 
Like, I don't think we'll see that. Yeah. I, I think there'll be no, like here it is. If you want game pass, you want X cloud, just pay for game pass and you get the streaming side of it too. Um, where like stadia you can, yeah, like it, it's whatever, five, 10 bucks a month. Plus yeah. you pay 70 bucks for assassin's creed or whatever the hell you're getting right like it's like yeah, apple arcade's like five bucks mm-hmm. right right so that's mobile right. and play on, on your devices i think 15 bucks is probably too much to ask if you just want to stream it because you're you know it's like pc you you don't get you don't have to pay for online so xbox live gold is kind of like a a, a, right. a, 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 a you don't get games with gold it's, things like yeah. that right. and pc on the pc service you don't get cloud streaming unless mm. you pay for ultimate so it becomes a value equation to say 10 bucks and then five bucks more i get the streaming part and maybe i don't care about that so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's it's bisecting it to make it a valuable thing because japan they've you know they're selling tens of xboxes a week um uh, and, they, and pc gaming's not big there so how do you make yeah. that value equation there right uh, i think uh how popular what's amazon luna yeah, yeah. Five I think bucks a month, six bucks a month. I, I, yeah, I yeah. think I think the success of that will kind of dictate Microsoft's decision going forward. I could see them, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, uh, doing exactly what you said, yeah, saying, look, if you're just looking to, to stream, um, you know, do you need live built in there? Well, maybe depending on how they look at the streaming thing, is that is that how you get online multiplayer with streaming? Yeah, it's it's convoluted. I can. I can see them taking a different pricing. Uh, but they also had their own streaming thing, right? That one E3 they announced they were going to get into the streaming game a couple years ago. Oh. Could be. Could be. I know yeah. Ubisoft so, does. Yeah. So I think maybe yeah. they might team up that way and make xCloud even more robust, even more than it already is. Mm-hmm. And kind of go into that model of like, yeah, just all you need is a, a device and, and just pay for Game Pass streaming or whatever it would be called. Yeah, and, and fun fact, guys, I don't know if you saw this, but Google has a new uh, Google TV box or whatever they're calling it, <laughs> and it doesn't support Stadia out of the box, but you can sideload you can side load, um, the cloud gaming app to play xCloud <laughs> on your TV. How? What? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, exactly. I'm not. No. There is a new uh, – I did see there's a new way uh, – browser or something like that to yeah. uh be able to play that's how luna's stadia. doing it yeah and it's stadia really yeah. uh, or i don't think it's official but there's a, i think it's called stadium browser that yeah. you can uh play on an ipad or, or ios device um so yeah hopefully in the maybe this month maybe that's what i'll do to, to make up for the lack of xbox is to try out some uh although i don't think luna is going to be in canada Uh, right away so maybe i'll try stadia um see how that works here and on an ipad but uh yeah the future is is definitely interesting that uh that bethesda streaming thing is called orion and it looks (laughs) like it's still in the early i'm sure soon to come out soon oh yeah Yeah, 100 that's still launching yeah sure why not my my other (laughs) question to this whole buying bethesda and zenimax stuff is bethesda was also I think besides Sony, like a big proponent of VR, Mm -hmm. is Microsoft going to lean on Bethesda to maybe get into the VR game? Uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. And, and again, this is where we've seen them talk about this being a partnership, right? Not, not an outright acquisition. And that's, I think that wording is very carefully chosen because of things like this and because of 
uh, like we've been talking, these games have been on other platforms and, and yeah. everywhere for so long that I think uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that maybe still has to be figured out. I don't know how long they were working on this or talking about this, but mm-hmm. with some PlayStation exclusive launch games and stuff like that, like you have to kind of think that this buyout or this acquisition wasn't super long in the making maybe yeah no you know if it honestly if they were in talks with microsoft to to buy zenimax like would they be saying like yeah we'll make exclusivity deals with playstation or would microsoft be like no don't do that we're gonna give you seven billion dollars like calm yourself down uh you know like so part of me thinks that they were talking about just getting all their games on game pass mm -hmm. and did just somebody kind of threw out like how much to buy the whole thing yeah, right. <laughs> and then they threw out what about yeah. seven point five billion? Am I yeah. like, yeah, sure, we can sure, yeah, that. shake a couple of couches. Uh, yeah. Let's do this. Uh, so, like, yeah, I, with the VR thing, yeah, maybe um, I could see them still pushing things. Like, if you want VR, yeah, like let's push it out to PlayStation. Let's mm-hmm. push it out to uh, Oculus or or wherever else where it makes sense. And I, I think you know if we've seen acquisitions from Microsoft before with or, or even partnerships, uh, you know, the Ori games, Cuphead, um, Minecraft, they've been doing right by those brands and, and by those acquisitions. Yeah. And I don't think this one's going to be any different. I think where it makes sense, yeah, they're going to be still putting out games on on PlayStation and, and on other uh, systems. And I think VR is one of those avenues that – I, I really don't know if Microsoft is going to really go gung ho, but I think, yeah. you know, if one of their studios says, look, man, we got this idea for a VR project. Can we put it out on PSVR? Like I think right now Microsoft leadership is smart enough to say like, yeah, hundred percent, let's go make some money. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not going to, you know, kneecap that, but like Todd said in the future, Phil retires, something happens, there's a mix up, there's a change up, whatever, like that could all change really quickly. And that's, that's going to be, um, you know, how they handle that is going to be the big deciding factor. But right now I think with this leadership, sky's the limit. I think we'll still see those kind of VR experiences. I don't think it's going to make Microsoft change their plans with VR. I don't think we'll suddenly see HoloLens come back as a, uh, you know, Xbox series X, platform or something like that but uh yeah i i think they'll be smart enough to to keep going that way yeah just imagine the the whole tagline of you are a master chief and like you put on a helmet it's like a vr halo game yeah 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 Yeah. Um, i mean i yeah i'd love it yeah and and i was thinking about this uh there was a tweet from john carmack he was a founder of id things went Mm -hmm. south with that uh with him and zenimax uh they sued zenimax when he went to oculus to work on that system so he tweeted back about hey guys i'd really like to look at my old franchises again yeah so that could be cool i mean that would be yeah. neat because he's a he's a genius imagine some e3 if it happens again in any kind of capacity yeah. uh you know like next imagine next year e3 they go back up whether it's virtual or not and say okay i think you guys are really going to like this next bit and either he comes up on stage or he shows up on screen and it's it's either people and I'd love that to be up on a stage with people in a crowd and hear that kind of reaction. Yeah, the Kojima kind of on thing, Sony stage right? type of yeah, yeah, right? Like that'd yeah. be just such a such a moment. 
I think for gaming and uh, I, yeah, I, I think that'd be, that'd be pretty neat, but I think, yeah, there's, there's so much stuff they can do here. And, and Todd, like you said, I think there's a possibility for these studios to shine like they yes. haven't under the Zenimax brand. And uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting, man. It is very exciting. Yes, it's going to be cool. I mean, nobody would have guessed this in 2020. Um, it, it's 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 amazing. It's going to be cool. And Xbox, their potential for games from first party, uh, it's unmeasured at this point. They outnumber Sony Studios. I think it's 13 to 28, 23 now. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting Mercy. to see what they do. And I hope we get some new IP. I really do. And I hope maybe the folks from the Bethesda teams and those teams maybe get to play with Microsoft's old IP as well have some synergy and, and the tech too. Like yeah. that's, that's another thing that I've heard a couple of podcasts and stuff talk about it, but like that is very exciting because yes. there is some cool tech that these studios have that some other Microsoft studios uh, should look at. The tech engine is fantastic. But, but yeah. there's also some stuff that like I can imagine some of the things that other Microsoft studios are doing inserted into some of these games. Like, Oh, mercy. I, I this. Yeah. It, the, the sharing of the, the technology is, is very, very exciting. I certainly hope somebody's going to help out Bethesda with a new engine. Come yes, on, guys. Please. <laughs> <laughs> mercy. Have mercy. Oh, well, uh, really quickly, though, guys, because my 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 friend, Sean, he has a son named Henry and he really likes listening to the podcast. So he had some questions for us really All quickly. Right. What is our thought on the new Smash Brother character that was created or that was announced? Uh, Minecraft Steve coming to Minecraft. What do you guys thought? Love it. Yeah, it's great. Love it. I I think uh, for a a big generation of kids, Minecraft Steve is just as big or bigger than Mario, Sonic, or any of the mascots that we grew up with. So having that representation and I've been seeing some some reaction videos of, uh, you know, younger kids online when they see Steve in there and, and, you know, Mario, Steve kind of face off in the cave. Like it is just pure adrenaline freak out, uh, similar to, I remember the first, was it smash brothers melee or brawl when, uh, when snake came in, mm -hmm. uh, I remember watching that trailer when I was younger and, and it, everything just goes blank. And then you hear the, you know, and it's like mm -hmm. we freaked out. My brother and I, like around the computer screen, like trying to to stream that, like you know, like early internet kind of days. And uh, it's been it, that kind of energy. I I absolutely love it. I can't wait to uh, to try them out. And and seeing Kirby's copy ability to Steve and it makes Kirby <laughs> so a good, so great. It looks I like a Minecraft it. pig. I I absolutely love it. I I'm just shocked it, it took this long. Yeah, I, I would five I years, right? They said five years of discussion. Yeah, yeah, discussions for yeah. yeah it's I mean, it's incredible. Minecraft's huge. I would have thought that Steve would have been one of the first DLC characters mm -hmm. when Nintendo and Xbox have got all like buddy buddy. Like it just it makes so much sense. Minecraft is such a big thing with kids, and to have a their like character, their favorite character represented in this massive game is amazing. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and some of the mechanics and things they're doing, like they said, they had to re you know rethink each stage to work with that. And and I'm not sure how some of those things will work out. Obviously, uh, there was going to be a Minecraft event. Was it today? Uh, there was some stuff that went 
that came out today. Yeah, they're going to go more into details, but like the minecart going through the 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 blowing things up, building of houses and things like that. Understanding mm-hmm. how that works because that's not a fast process in Smash. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but very cool, very very yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, neat. Um, next question, though, really quick, and it kind of goes into what we're going to go into next. Uh, he wants to know about hard drives because this has been kind of one of the things. He, Sean is one of the people that I've actually pre-ordered the PS5 for, and mm-hmm. he missed out on the Series X, which he really wanted because he's excited about Game Pass and playing Halo because uh, he missed out on the Xbox One this generation. So he's excited about his son. Is, Henry's excited about it, too. But he's concerned about the hard drive situation, and we did get some more information about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally got the cost of the Xbox Series Um additional ssd it's 219 dollars uh people were upset that it wasn't just 199 that extra 20 bucks is just hanging out there um it's essentially almost you know 70 percent of the cost of the series s mm-hmm. um and announced that the xbox series x only has 803 gigs whatever at this point because of os it's actually less than the size that the xbox one takes up which is 225 gigabytes which i didn't even know that I know now. Um, so that's going to be a challenge because at this point, only Seagate is making that expansion drive. Yep. So their opportunity to bring down cost is lesser than, say, the PlayStation 5 hard drive that they will eventually use because that will be every SSD manufacturer will make a drive that eventually will work on the PlayStation 5. So, and the drive that's equivalent right now at the marketplace, I believe, is the Samsung 980 Pro which is $229 for one terabyte in that format. So that's a lot of jargon and stuff. But the <laughs> yeah. good news is if you really want to spend that much money now, you can. Mm-hmm. But if you wait, you will spend less eventually. Yep. I'm good really news. hoping uh, – yeah, I'm really hoping Microsoft keeps up with the pricing. If we see the PlayStation – like right now, Microsoft is beating the the PlayStation equivalent by 10 bucks, which is great. Um but I always worry when there's one manufacturer, we've seen it with Sony, we've seen it with other manufacturers before, that yep. they're locked into a specified little – like it's the Vita problem, right? They're, yeah, I they was, was waiting to say it. Like, meta- uh, yep. of memory. Vita and, killed me. Uh, it killed yeah. me with those storage. Right? Those was, it was uh, that uh, – yeah, all those specialty, specialty proprietary memory systems – are always a bad idea. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Even the and, switch, uh, even the switch carts, which are unique, mm-hmm. they have the switch tax, which is essentially more expensive than say the equivalent at times, because it's more expensive for the people to actually put their games on that cart because Nintendo owns the format. It's proprietary. So, but yeah. it's worked out for, for Nintendo at this point. And, uh, you know, M- Microsoft's been a little weird with the messaging on, on this particular thing. They've, you know, anytime they're questioned on it, it's it's they kind of come back with, well, we've partnered with Seagate for now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do like the for now bit because yes. it, it does mean that, you know, maybe this is almost a launch exclusive, right? Like uh, sure. it's a Xbox launch exclusive Seagate <laughs> partnership, right? It's a, you know, so maybe down the line uh, as the PlayStation drives drop and as, you know, because generic drive prices drop. That's what. Yep. That's what happens. Um, but proprietary ones don't. So hopefully it will open up. Hopefully they'll keep up with the pricing. Otherwise, man, two years from now when you can get a PlayStation drive for 150 bucks or whatever. And if Microsoft is still trying to sell this expansion drive at the 220 or whatever it is, like they are going to be in 
a lot of trouble unless they're completely moving to cloud gaming and streaming and whatever. But like, I still think if you're comparing apples to apples, they are going to get their arses kicked um, this generation because we've never seen a proprietary memory system that has actually helped a console succeed. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to lay this out for you, gentlemen. So I did a little math in my, my, my back pocket, assuming the series S also has the same OS dr- size, which you got to assume it does. It's, it's like, I'm assuming the, the OS and the Xbox one S has the same as the X because it's essentially doing the same thing. It's not like high res access. I don't think the, the Xbox one series X has 4k dashboard versus 1440p. I don't know. Could be wrong. But assuming that this means that Series S potentially only has 300 gigabytes of space, and that's an ouchie. Yeah. So, yep. at, so assume most games are 60 gigabytes, because I think they are. There's outliers, but you can get 13 games on the Series X. You'll be able to get, and we'll talk about this because the Mark saw a leak which showed the series, uh, the PS5 potentially only gets 664. It's yep. a great number. Yeah. Um, it gets then 11 games in the Series S. Potentially only gets five games. Mercy. Yeah. So, so it, and I know we're basically, it's like, oh, a terabyte versus this. It's still not a lot of games. So, mm-hmm. in between the two, it's still not that much. The, the, the PlayStation has a faster SSD. So, it's not as big, but it is faster. So, it's, it's, it's give and takes. So, with this, though, the good news is when Mark, you were talking about what they showed on the Series X, is the transfer times between mm-hmm. the, the, that super fast SSD into an external drive, which, I don't know. I have an external drive on my PlayStation 5 and Xbox One X. Kyle, do you have external storage? I don't, actually. What? Yeah, no, I don't. No! (laughs) As a a physical person, like, I need to make room. Uh, I just delete it, so. It's faster to install than download, to your point. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another reason why I I don't want to go digital, because download speeds here are no bueno. So, to (laughs) that point, with the faster transfer speed, you can still download and store your games on an external drive. Um, and then all you need to do is transfer them back and forth as how you will, because it's always going to be faster to transfer than download 60, yeah. 60 gigabyte game on most internet speeds potentially could take you hours. We saw Mark on the series X transfer. Most games were like 10 minutes max. And that was from yeah. just a standard USB not SSD drive yep. to a USB SSD to whatever back and forth. And I think that's the promising part. If you are willing to play the, the storage swap and you plan according like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to play this game or in 10 minutes I'll do this, go to the bathroom, make a sandwich. Yeah, guys, drink, whatever. Guys, I used to play on the Commodore 128, okay? To load a game that was on a floppy disk, awesome take took 10 minutes just to load the game. Ooh. It was called Sandwich Time. So <laughs> we're back there again, but yeah, I, I, for one, am happy to avoid two minute load times. They showed two minute load times for Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. going down yeah. to like 50 seconds. Yeah, I mean, the rotisserie chicken that you can cook while you're waiting for the Avengers to load in <laughs> like that's the you know, you can transfer a game. But where are you going to get your tips, Mark? Your tips. <laughs> I'm I'm a little worried going into this next gen when it comes to like the sizes of the patches. Because like you think of uh, Call of Duty Warzone and getting it like a hundred gig patch. Like if you if you have a Series S and you get a a, a patch that size, it's like one game uh, yeah. at that point. So like I I hope they figure out a way to not have them be so egregious. 
And so there was news today about, uh, and and this came out this generation, but I don't think it was taken advantage of enough, but uh, apparently they're really pushing for partial game installs. So, so call of duty is a really good example where maybe you don't play a certain mode. Maybe you're done with this mode or done with a story or this or that. Uh, you can pick and choose which parts of the game to, to load first or to keep or whatever. So I think, uh, that might help as well where if hey maybe you're only playing uh whatever capture the flag mode so you have to download a couple of those maps or you know a few assets for that uh that might cut that 10 minute download time mm-hmm. or transfer time down to two minutes and then, then you're you're really just yeah you're you're looking at those efficiencies uh, i have mentioned this before and it's it's funny that we're seeing it's 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 a little bit more manual. But I I said like I wish someone would figure out the Apple like strategy of a fusion drive, uh-huh. of seeing what you want, and the the computer figures out what to move and what to keep. And I I suppose, you know, it can never fully predict what game you want to play. But you know, there might be smart ways for the system to kind of figure that out. So that could come with patches or something and say, you know, they, you know, they, they notice your pattern of, Hey, every Friday, this person jumps in, then they play a bit of sea of thieves, but Monday to Thursday or whatever, we can offload that to the external hard drive and load up Forza instead because, you know, Tuesday's Forza night or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I wonder if eventually the systems will be able to determine that, and kind of take care of that in the background for us. If we do have that external hard drive, like, you know, you hook up a four terabyte hard drive and it's doing the busy work for you. Or is this, yeah, like you said, sandwich time. So it's going to be interesting to see if the, the power of these new consoles can be applied rather than just the games. Can this power be applied to AI within the system and within the, the dashboards of, of these operating systems? Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. You don't necessarily need 26 language options in your <laughs> game. So let me choose. So, yeah, I think smart downloading is going to be an important part. Apparently, with the new SSD technology, it needs less redundant data. So we're even seeing that in some games. I think, Kyle, you might have even seen this on the, the uh, Miles Morales on PS4 versus PS5. The actual PS5 version is actually smaller. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, like, it's it's like it's only a couple of gigs, but still sure. considering the yeah. textures that are going to be loading and all those things mm-hmm. that makes me uh, pretty impressed they can do that. And I think that tech will improve. One thing that so, uh, Nintendo is known for is their ability to make games small. So maybe they could patch into Nintendo on that type of technology, because beyond that, Nintendo's still doing 1080p <laughs> 720, but they can make games small. Yeah, for Power sure. Of small. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. Lastly, my news item is really more of a topic, but, you know, I, I don't want to uh, dwell on this too much because I think I've talked about in this past, I, I, I'm a sometimes in a Sony apologist. I recognize that because while I love their games, uh, and I feel the same with Nintendo, I love their games, but what they do as a company sometimes befuddles me um, because it just seems like, why are you guys putting all these rakes to step on? Like that mm-hmm. famous Simpsons episode. Come on, come on. Um, at this point, Sony has had some momentum, and they continue to always lose it. They get momentum, people excited, blah, 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 and then bad news happens. Jim Ryan talks, nobody wants to listen. 
um, he says stupid things and it's just get two jobs. No, I mean, he hasn't gone that far, but <laughs> talks about lowered power systems and like, oh, Jim. Jim, what are you talking about? Yeah. Out of context. So leaving console generations and, uh, and then saying, yep. So, I mean, uh, I get why Sony is doing a lot of things they're doing. It makes sense for monetarily. It's actually better for the consumer, as we talked about this, because more people can play those games. Yep. But it just, yeah, it leaves you cold when it's like your vision is constrained, kind of similar to the Xbox One, every uh, always on, the Connect, all those things. And then, oh, we're going to pivot. So you want people that stick with their vision, even though it's bad, like kind of like Xbox went with Ethernet versus dial up. Uh, Apple took out floppy drives. You kind of want people to do it because you're going to get people through that pain. So at this point, Sony, we've not really heard from Sony since that awesome event in September. Kyle, when was that? Oh, God, days mixed together. It it seems like yesterday. Uh, I think it was like either first or second week of september i feel like hmm. it's been be too long <laughs> yeah that's true that is um, true but yeah this time like to mark talk about people are getting xbox series x systems they're getting to show people they're like mm-hmm. look what we got and well, we got what at this point we've got what travis scott yeah. showing uh, a dual sense on his lap and he's on mcdonald's happy meals or whatever um yeah. we've got links <laughs> from like russian agents apparently that are showing weird <laughs> dual senses that don't even look like the same thing and mark's like hey todd did you see this and i'm like oh sony do something and apparently yeah. in japan on youtube they're going to show us these systems i just don't know what they're doing at this point it's really frustrating because there's so much we don't know we don't know what the the, the new playstation interface looks like xbox is already showing us what theirs looks like we don't know how fast these things boot we don't know what the benefit is we don't know how your backwards compatible game one of maybe thousands will work so as a as a playstation gamer somebody mentions this it's like being on kickstarting something we're kickstarting the playstation 5 <laughs> <laughs> i never thought so about it that way yeah yeah I'm stealing that from PlayStation Beyond, by the way. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but but they mentioned, I'm like, that's absolutely true. You get like little glimmers of hope and, and pieces and it's, it's frustrating. So uh, we talked about this, but in this instance, if you could choose someone to be the new face and voice of Sony, because it's Jim Ryan currently, mm-hmm. who would you recommend? Could be an animated character. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a person from the past. It could be from a, another person from another industry, anybody. But who would do a better job of really uh, telling people why they want PlayStation 5 and why it's great? I'm going to call Kevin Butler back. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I selling mean, tires. <laughs> I mean, I love Shu. I mm-hmm. think she would be fantastic as the face of Sony. Like, I feel like most people think shoes is the face of, of yeah Sony at this point um but i would really love for them to just give it all the herman i think herman hulse would do an excellent job now that he's the head of worldwide studios i think he's an excellent person to showcase the love of playstation and why you should have a playstation because he was in the trenches already He's made some massive games for Sony already with Horizon and the Killzone series. Like he knows what PlayStation's all about, and uh, teaming up with Kojima and giving him the Decima engine so Death Stranding could be a thing. Like I, I think Kerman could kill it if ever given the chance. You know what I always say: trust a German. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and I think to your point, uh, he has taken a studio and apparently was able to talk Sony and saying, I want to stop making Killzone and I want to make this open world game that we've never done before yeah. with a female protagonist. And uh, yeah, uh, you should we should do that. Yeah. And, and that's amazing to be able to have that type of influence. And to your point, he has been open about sharing with others. And uh, I think he's essentially gained some appeal to gamers so i think that's a great pick now like i said he's not going to lead sony but he's the set head of basically their studios yeah. <laughs> at this point so he can speak for sony and, and and kind of i guess hopefully filter jim ryan so i like that pick Kyle. <laughs> yeah so mark what about you uh i liked uh, kyle's first mention of shoe i think he's such a personality and he's so um you know, we have Phil Spencer as as the the bright and happy gamers uh, guy on the Xbox side, and I've always felt that Shu kind of brings that same kind of energy, passion, friendly openness. He's he's just such a uh, an engaging individual that I, I think he'd be. Uh, and, and Kyle already said he. A lot of people just kind of associate him mm-hmm. with PlayStation, whether they think he's the leader or they associate him with the brand. Um, I think leaning into that a little bit um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Shu also. And it's funny because I was listening to a podcast and somebody didn't realize Sony was a Japanese company, oh. and there is some, I would say, some loyalty to Sony as a a very Japanese company. A lot of people have forgotten that. And I think it shows their roots and where they lie and, and some of their cultural impact to their technology and also marrying that. And he's been with the studio a long time and Sony a long time. And I think that's a good pick on both ends. So, um, and Shu's current role, he is the head of kind of like indie. He's indies. Yeah. Yeah. So I perfectly be fine if I never saw Jim Ryan and I just saw those two. Yeah. It's weird to think. Was it last Game Awards? It, it you had the moment of the bi- the big three, or was that two years ago with Sean Layden, Reggie, and Phil it, up there on stage? I think yeah. that was two. It was two it? years, two years ago, ago, yeah. yeah. And now you go from those three, which I also think Sean Layden did a fantastic job as that person from PlayStation. Yeah. But now we have Jim Ryan. And Doug Bowser, who's still finding his footing, I think, in Nintendo. Has anybody and, seen and Phil, Doug and, Bowser in years? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Until he made that Bowser joke, I think, at E3 last year, like yeah. during That's, the direct. I, I said that last time. I said <laughs> he's kind of still riding on his name, but doesn't have that personality. And Phil's, Phil's like a household name at this point, and everyone's yeah. trying to catch up. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. We're, we've, we've lived through Sony making mistakes. And now they're pretty much making more of right decisions than they are wrong ones. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that train going. I, I don't want to go back to what we'll talk about in a second. Previous generations of Sony. Because oh. that's that's not a Sony I want to live in anymore. No. Yeah, so we're essentially going into the bonus round. We're going to basically... A lot of the things we've heard about are going to be actually eerily reminded in this console war this is console wars part four really the generation i think most people will be familiar with because it was essentially the last generation xbox 360 ps3 and Wii. so before we start gentlemen which of these systems did you own uh i had a ps3 and i had a Wii, but much later than when it first came out and no 360 Okay. Uh, yeah, I had a 360 and a Wii. My brother, again, similar to last time, uh, my brother had the PS3. Um, 
so I played that one, but definitely, uh, again, Nintendo focused for the, the start of this generation and then went uh, and picked up a 360 and, and went really hard into the Microsoft ecosystem at that point. Um, I owned all three, but did not get any of these systems at launch by far. I was late to the Wii party, PS3. I was looking for a deal on that system when it was actually eventually be affordable. And the 360, I bought that system because I won my fantasy football league. <laughs> nice. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Yeah, so I I will go through this really quickly. Um, Xbox 360 launched on November 22nd, 2005. You could have bought the core system with no hard drive, taking memory cards. Memory cards, gentlemen. Oh, my God. $299. You could get the premium model, which was $399, and came with a 20-gigabyte detachable weirdo hard drive proprietary. So once again, proprietary hard drive. Back when 20 gigs was a big deal. Yeah, but no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi in the system. You actually had to buy an adapter to get Wi-Fi on your system. So we're getting into like the connected era, which is kind of funny. Um, The PS3 was the next system to launch almost a year later. Uh, November 17th, 2006, you could get the 20 gigabyte system for $499 or the 60 gigabyte system for $599 US dollars, but with Wi-Fi. And fully backwards compatible. Exactly, because it had a PS2 inserted into it like a mama bear and a PS1. Mm -hmm. Turducken. Yes, it was. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it looked like the George Foreman grill. Uh, Then we had the Wii, Nintendo Wii, for nine. uh, It was November 19th, 2006, two days later, with Mm -hmm. a whole big 512 megabytes uh, baked in, but only 250 bucks. Wild. It's standard crazy. standard definition yeah versus the two other consoles touting hd graphics yeah and this was the first generation that actually launched with kind of like an online store yeah hard to believe huh it's very crazy yeah uh i will also say the wii launched with not only their standard catalog of games which i'll go into that but also a virtual console and if none of you remember this, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You could play all of these Nintendo classics, and they were all there to download for a, an affordable price. And that just drove people insane. It's like, really? I can play <laughs> Super Mario Brothers again for five bucks? Yeah. That was a, it, was, it was a revolution, really. And that was the code name of the Wii uh, while it was being developed. But it really, really was... At that time, especially when you saw the Wiimote and you realized that could be flipped on its side and and basically be an analog to a, a NES controller. It was like, but wait, wait, wait a second. I can actually just play NES games on this thing as well, like and go back through the back catalog and they're going to add more. And it was it was a great time to be a Nintendo fan. And they really celebrated the history so and again at an affordable price so when all these other consoles are are touting like you know next generation graphics we're power we're we're this we're that um nintendo really leaned into that blue ocean strategy of make it affordable hit an audience that maybe hasn't played video games in 20 years uh or that doesn't play video games at all so by hitting with Hey, remember Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3 and and whatever? Um, those games are here. 
so you can play them again. But also, uh, you can play this game by just swinging this thing like a tennis racket. That's easily, instantly understandable. There's no combinations of buttons. There's no double triggers or double sticks or anything like that. It was just instantly, here, Grandma, hold this. And one of my best memories of this console launch was my grandmother actually beating my brother in Wii Sports. And she had <laughs> never touched a video game in her life. Mm -hmm. And my brother and I at this time, of course, were big gamers playing our whole lives. And for her to completely just stomp him out playing tennis, that was such a big deal. My whole family's around the TV watching this go down. He still hasn't lived that down. Um, and it was, you know, it's it just one of those memories that it's like, man, that was a very, very special system, very different from the others. And you really started to feel that, especially later in the generation when we started getting more HD TVs were more prominent and you really started feeling like third party power versus shovelware and that kind of stuff. But early on in this generation, man, the we had a winning formula and uh, and just did stuff that the others weren't even thinking about. It's amazing they could fit two GameCubes into that small form factor. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Which is yeah. funny because, yeah, the system was a 480p Mac system, did not go the HD route. It was affordable, um, and apparently even the, the, the Wiimote tech was apparently planned for the GameCube back in the day. They brought mm -hmm. that forward, and it was the, the first time where Nintendo said, we're not going to compete on power. So yeah. that's why it was really an affordable approach. And I think that was where it really, it was one of the first systems that I think, I think we can all say was really hard to find. Oh yeah. Was, oh yeah. For a long time. Yeah. yeah so sure. I remember my, my friend bought uh, Sean once again, he bought two Wii's and I think he ended up sold, selling one for 500 bucks. They found so scalpers started probably with the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was a God sophomore in college uh so i was upstate new york and we had a walmart in town so we would be camping outside hoping to get one um and luckily my, my friend got one so we were able to play the wii early on and just shout out for nintendo for putting a full-fledged game in the box yes last probably last system like, to do that Wii Sports alone is worth that system. Like that is one that I have the one upstairs and my nieces now play that game. That game is ageless. It's yeah. it's going to be going on for forever. Like it's wow, such a smart move. It's a system yeah. seller that sold a system. Yeah, absolutely. System. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm super excited to play Astro's Playroom on PS5. That's oh, like that's one right. of the first it's things I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely yeah. baked in. Yeah, so I'm going to go through the launch lineups for these systems really quick. So for the Xbox 360, which is funny because it launched, and it was going full HD. The first system to do full HD, well, 720p, most likely. Sometimes 900, maybe 1080p, because at this point, like, TVs didn't always have HDMI. They maybe had composite to get HD. So weird. It was such a weird era. I had an well, The, the first HD TV that I had... Uh, during this generation. And when I first got my 360, I had a, ran a, like a standard CRT, but the first HD TV I had was only 720. Like it couldn't even do 1080. Yep. So we're talking that generation of like 720 is good enough. Yes. You know? Yeah. And even the Xbox 360, I don't think it had an HDM 
the launch didn't have HDMI built in, had a dongle that you put into it that would then eventually allow you to plug an HDMI into it. It used composite or whatever that component component. Component. So it yeah, so it's like five cords. To yep. get it was so weird because I had a Sony projection screen, 52 inch TV that was huge, but it, that's the only way I could get HD on it. So it was a weird era for HD, but it was really cool when you saw it because it was a huge jump. It was say it's the last jump we had visually that really made an impact. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah. But for the games that launched, Amped Three, I forgot there was actually an Amped One and Two, uh, Call of Duty Two, Condemned, Criminal Origins, FIFA 06. Gun, Cameo, Elements of Power, Madden NFL 06, NBA 2K, NBA Live, when that still existed, Need for Speed Most Wanted, and NHL 2K6. Uh, does that still exist? Uh, I don't think NHL 2K exists anymore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Perfect Dark Zero, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the movie, the game, uh, Project Gotham Racing 3, Quake 4, Ridge Racer 6, Tiger Woods PGA Tour. That doesn't exist anymore either. Uh, thanks, Tiger Woods, uh, Painkiller Crash. Uh, and Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, which wow. may come back. couple of games on there stand out as, as uh, you know, we, we've been talking about acquisitions. And uh, Cameo, I believe, was on the GameCube box when that game first when that console first launched so there's one that microsoft took over and then launched the next generation of systems um and you mentioned another one that i think was um perfect dark zero uh, perfect dark yeah that was yeah right that was the other uh yeah that was i mean yeah nintendo n64 uh thing and then again yeah switched over so uh two big nintendo well I don't one big and one uh, advertised Nintendo franchise that was taken away by Microsoft. And uh, again, we're seeing we're seeing maybe the beginnings of that happening again or or something. But it's funny how history will kind of repeat itself. Yeah, and Gun was one of the famous like crushing games where it came out on the original Xbox and then the 360. It was one of those uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those systems we were going to experience that really this gen going ongoing is the cross gen game. Is it really mm. important? How long does it last? And we continue to see that, uh, I guess you would call it a conundrum, continue. But we also <laughs> launched with Xbox Live Arcade, which was pretty fun. And I think at, mm. at launch, those games could be no long, no bigger than like 50 megabytes. Yeah, uh, they kept the, in, increased that, right? Yeah, they uh, did over time. Yeah, because yeah. it had to fit on the memory card, Mark. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Geometry Wars, Mutant Storm Reloaded, Joust, Gauntlet, Hexic HD, which was installed in the system. So that's your system seller right there. There Kyle. you go. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Bejeweled 2, Bankshot Billards, Outpost Koloki, Hardwood Backgammon, and Hardwood Hearts. Man, some winners there. Geometry uh, Wars still holds oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still I think Activision game. owns that. And I think it was by the team that made Midnight Racing, I think. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I know the the team that made Geometry Geometry Wars three is the team behind the Destruction All Stars game on PS five. Wow! Yeah, Lucid they Games. went from pixels, voxels, or whatever they yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a little detailed. Uh, the PlayStation three launched with Blazing Angel Squadron of World War two. Don't know if it still exists. Call of Duty three, Genji Days of the Blade, famous for those uh, historic crabs. Uh, <laughs> Madden NFL seven. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, great game. Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire, NBA 2K7, NHL 2K7, Resistance, Fall of Man, Ridge Racer 7, Tiger Woods, uh, or Ridge Racer, uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods, PJ Tour 7, Tony Hawk Project 8, and Untold Legends Dark Kingdom. 
I love how uh, even though wrestling. they're a year apart, they each had a Tony Hawk game, and it's a mm-hmm. different Tony Hawk game. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, and we talked last time about how that franchise got killed. It's yeah, a. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and apparently the PlayStation launched in Europe almost six months later, and their launch list was far bigger. But uh, the PlayStation Network also launched. They launched with Blast Factor and Cash Gun Chaos. Man. I, I, I love those series. They still exist today and just warm my heart. I haven't played either of them, actually. <laughs> no. I don't either. <laughs> uh, Fantavision? They couldn't get a Fantavision Part 2? Come on. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, then we That launched with Avatar The Last Airbender. I think that was the uh, easy, uh, what, a thousand achievement points on 360? <laughs> That's what it's phenomenous mm. for. Uh, Call of Duty 3, Cars, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Kenkachi 2, Excite Truck, Grim Adventures of Bill and Man- Billy and Mandy, GT Pro-, GT Pro Series, Happy Feet, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. That was also on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Men NFL 07, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Monster for a Furor World Circuit. Oh my god, there's so many games. Need for Speed Carbon. <laughs> Rampage, Total Destruction, Raymond Raving Rabbits, Red Steel, SpongeBob SquarePants, Creature from the Krusty Krab, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz, Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, Trauma Center, Second Opinion, and Wii Sports. The funny part here is there are some Wii-specific games only on Wii. Red Steel, the Tony Hawk game. Um, you go back here and you're like, man, they actually had some third-party games launching specifically for their system which is kind of cool i had and, no idea that each one of these consoles in this generation launched with a different tony hawk game until yeah right the second yeah that's, that's <laughs> really interesting it's i weird. also love how todd completely like crushed pronouncing some of the super japanese titles but messed up spongebob squarepants <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> i'm an international man of mystery mark fantastic todd i couldn't pronounce some of the things that you just rhymed off there i would take a day to try to pronounce but uh anyway that that's great uh I, man what I a sk- weird lineup I skipped, I skipped the japanese launch because right i don't want to go down there yeah. the danger zone <laughs> yeah no that's uh dangerous territory for sure but uh yeah, very, very interesting. And, and yeah, like Kyle said, you see some similar titles, some titles that are uh, maybe slightly changed or specific, but still in a franchise, but specific to to one console or the next. Um, and yeah, like it, it is very telling to see how they just wrung out that poor Tony Hawk franchise. Um, but then, then we, we hear the same thing here with, with call of duty and it's like, you know, that franchise is still going. So what did they do right with call of duty? That did it wrong with, uh, with Tony Hawk? I'm guessing that the answer there is stupid peripherals, but, uh, we'll never know maybe. Yeah. And it's funny cause yeah, call of duty really emerged as a huge franchise in 360 era, whereas mm-hmm. medal of honor, which was huge in the PS2 era. Remember that yeah. game? And it kind of died away. So, yeah. you know, and this is also the generation where you, you saw multiple variations of the hardware, uh, the hardware as well. The mm-hmm. PS3 had multiple versions, the 360 as well. The Wii even had its weird, like, Canadian version, Mark, yep. that was red and no game. Strange cube. little red one. Uh, yeah. No backwards compatibility. Uh, manual, like, it, it opened the disk drive instead of the little oh. uh, automatic slot kind of thing. Um, I never had that one. I, I had the the standard Wii that every other person owned. Um, but yeah, that was a very 
straight. I, I really wish I picked that one up just as a weird collector's item. But at the time it was like, okay, there's a new Wii. I already have one, but it, like, you know, I didn't realize then what I, I know now that it was like a Canadian specific, very strange little collector's item. So yeah, I would, I would have kept my, my fat boy PS3. If I knew backwards compatibility would have right? been such an issue now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my Blu-ray drive died on the PS3. My I had the 60 gigabyte version as well. Same. Yeah, it was a it was a sad day. And the 360, um, my 360 never red ring, but it died on Dishonored. Well, I had two red rings on the 360. Yeah, my third one is still upstairs right now. Probably wouldn't work if I plugged it in. Who knows? But uh, yeah. And every Wii that was ever launched still exists and and, and survived. My my poor Wii when we were when we bought this house we were moving everything in and uh, and we dropped the Wii and oh. it stopped reading discs. Oh no! Uh, but still worked. So I I hacked it and uh, just used it as a ROM emulator machine. And uh, I still love that thing just because there's so many ROMs on it now <laughs> that it's like, hey, you're feeling something that's never, ever going to be on a virtual console or an SNES mini or something like that. Like, yeah, I'll go upstairs and play Battletoads Double Dragon. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's kind of sad because at this point, the Wii eShop is dead. Yep, that's gone. The PS3 eShop are, you know store i don't know if you can still buy things on it i don't know if it's still live or not i don't know 360 uh-huh. i think you can still buy games off of it but i don't know when that's gonna die mm-hmm. it's it's crazy for i don't know if either of you have ever looked or used ps now recently but when you play a ps3 game it still has the ps3 ui dashboard Ooh. that pops up i'm like oh man i'm so happy we're so far away from this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so bad <sighs> Good time. And, you know, at the end of the console wars, it was kind of crazy. 360 had the lead. Then because of some red ring of death, things like that, many billions of dollars. I don't know how much it cost them to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, PS3 and their arrogance, they finally caught their way back with great franchises. And yeah. we was hot at first and kind of died off at the end. And they, they didn't know what they're going to do next. They obviously went to a different direction but essentially <laughs> xbox 360 had about 85 million ps3 had about 87 million and we ended up about 101 million consoles so that essentially wow. was the last successful console for all uh, a generation for all three systems they all did mm-hmm. great yeah yeah it's, it, it was really interesting and uh seeing the graph of sales of like you said that xbox leading the pack right out of the start and playstation completely fudging the messaging of like get another job and this you know it's just uh i'm not going to say they're nearly as bad right now but we are seeing some echoes of that of Mm -hmm. like just say something right please (laughs) you know like it's and i'll never say it's as bad as as uh as ps3 or as bad as the xbox one launch of like tv 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 what about games no screw it you can watch sports on your stupid like yeah, they're not screwing up. Nobody's screwing up that bad this time around. But like, it is uh, kind of weird to see PlayStation echoing some of those mistakes of like just being a little bit tone deaf to the audience. Um, so, but yeah, this generation, you know, they they completely turned it around and caught up and and surpassed Xbox in the end. And uh, uh, yeah, very. Very interesting to see how successful all of these consoles were. It's it's absolutely wild. 
any of these lunch games, either of you guys want to see be brought back Oof. in a new form? I, I have an easy one because I go say ahead. all the time. It's Resistance. Sony, oh, yes. Yeah, bring it back. That that series yeah. is one of my favorites. And it was touted as like the Halo killer along with Killzone, which never <laughs> yeah. really happened. But I love the Resistance universe. And Resistance 3 is a phenomenal game. I just want, I want more Chimera to, to shoot at with cool guns. Yeah, that uh, that one was good. Two was horrible. Two was three bad. was a redemption. So mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, Mark, what about you? Um, across all of these, uh, I, I I still don't think Nintendo's released something as broadly accessible as Wii Sports. Uh, they tried to kind of capture that same lightning in the bottle with the Wii U, and we all know how that worked out. But uh, even one two switch, like that should even one two switch, switch. that sh- yeah should have been a pack in hundred um, percent. I'd I'd love to see them try to capture that. Uh, I think Xbox could really, you know, I, I've been waiting for them to do something cool with Perfect Dark or even Cameo. I think that was a kind of mm-hmm. a cool concept that yeah. suffered a little bit of like, like I said, that was supposed to be like a GameCube launch window game or at least, you know, that was on the box of the GameCube that I bought at launch. Um, and, you know, delays and this and that and whatever, and then a launch uh, title for this and it <laughs> suffered from some of those launch kind of problems. Um, but a cool concept and uh, and a cool art style. So I, there's a there's a few that we haven't heard from that that I'd love to see. But uh, that Wii Sports, like I said, lightning in a bottle. I'd love to see Nintendo recapture some of that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And they just call it Me Sports. They don't have to use Wii. Call it Me Sports. Right? Yeah. Whatever. We're good to go. They tried it on Wii U. It was a weird launch on Wii U. But um, yeah, I, I would say Resistance Resistance as well. Um, you know, Insomniac is part of the the that 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 PlayStation family now. And I think it could come back in a interesting way. Um, but I do want to say uh, really quickly uh, before we wrap up, um, it's, it's interesting to see that both Xbox and Nintendo both really had a great uh, console generation. GameCube mm-hmm. was like 20 million copies. I think Xbox was 20 million copies at the time of, uh, or 20 million consoles. And they just really took it to the house. And Sony went from 150 down to 85. So it's, it's mm-hmm. really interesting to see where everybody has gone. So this is great. Uh, but you know what? We've got one more console war to go into Mark in the next episode, yes. but we will get to that with the next episode with Kyle. Before we leave, thank you for being on. This was awesome. We mm-hmm. went longer as always marketing. I keep saying <laughs> we're going to make this shorter. <laughs> we constantly fail, but it's because we love talking to our guests and our guests are awesome. And you have been awesome. So please tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Thanks once again for having me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. K step. Uh, also is my PSN ID. So throw me a friend request there as well. Uh, you can follow the trophy room, which is a weekly PlayStation podcast with Mr. Bad Bet Joe, who's been a guest on the show, I believe, before. Uh, that is at PS Trophy Room on Twitter and wherever you listen to podcast services. And if you're ever in the New York area and you want to hang out with nerdy people, hit up kindaNYC.com or at kindaNYC on Twitter, where we do like in person meet and greets where we just hang out and, you know, have a good time. Play Mario Kart in Bryant Park in the city, which I don't know when we'll be able to do that again, but who knows? <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Pizza Rat? Uh, not in person, okay. but yes, I've seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, if people want to find us, how would they do that? Uh, well, you can find it. Follow at co underscore op mode underscore pod. 
uh, at T Oxtra or at the underscore Canardian all on Twitter. You can follow us on the Facebook group or page secret friends unite. Uh, or if you're feeling a little chatty and want to talk about your favorite console generation, reminisce a little bit, give a game review, whatever you want to do, you can call our hotline at 872-225-2496 and leave something three minutes or less and uh, we'll play it on the show or talk about it on the show or whatever we can do to kind of incorporate it into uh, the next episode. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out. Thank you. We just got a great review on iTunes. It was very nice. Appreciate that. That was from Dwight Schrute. I don't know if he's from the office or not, but. <laughs> and so, Mark, Kyle, I say thank you. And remember, it's always better to game together. It's the holidays, the whole family's here, so I got us a Wii system to play together. All right, let's do this. <laughs> the family that plays together stays together. Jump on your dad! Jump on your dad! No, don't jump! <laughs> My family adores me. <laughs> you are really a disappointment. <laughs> it's going to be a great Christmas. Celebrate the holidays together with the Wii console. Just $199.99.